welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor. Bad language, dirty jokes. And other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! all right hi everybody hey what's going on everybody yo yo <laughs> can you really start a podcast or a, a youtube thing without being like hey guys yeah how's it going hey guys <laughs> tonight on geek line geek book line. of boba fett a pile <laughs> of bullshit or was it glorious matthew you bullshit bullshit megan what do you have to say Glorious. That's all we've got for you tonight. <laughs> now, on to Ted Koppel. Over to you. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I liked it, though. I don't know. We, we already got three people, right so we're we good. Should, we should end it right <laughs> yeah, that, what we used to do is like, oh, that's all. Yeah, what is our... Hi there. Our whole theme that you wrote us. We have a theme? We do have a theme. We do have a theme, yeah. I have a theme. I have theme music for us. Oh man! Yeah, I'll have to. I'll need have to, to upload it. There's in the there. newbie. There's so many things I learn. Like every single time we do one of these, like, we have this, we have that. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? How does how does it look? Everything look and sound okay? Please let us know in the chat. Yeah, we're working on. I know last time we were kind of washed out. We we're working on that, and now now we're kind of yellowish, but <laughs> we're getting there. The jaundice is, is strong with us. Feeling yeah, feeling very cold play because we're all yellow. Oh. <laughs> but. Uh, I do miss the theme song. Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring back the theme song. I got to make us like a whole new theme thing. Yeah. I Like like a montage. We need a montage. We need a montage. We need a montage. Yep. <laughs> Time for a montage. Yeah. We got better cameras now so we can, won't be as blurry this time. Yeah. 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 If you haven't noticed, we've got, I think, I think it's a much better picture overall than what we used to have with the, just the webcam thing. We've got the really good DSLR now. I think I've got everything dialed in. I think I think we got it. <laughs> you can actually see like each strand of my pompadour. It's pretty awesome. Actually. That that is pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's a nice good height thing. tonight. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Matthew's reaching heights. It was. Well, it was. I was kind of. I was. I was pulling off my Cobb Vanth, and I want to talk about that a little later. Like his hair was on point this. Yeah. this oh yeah. Season, and I was happy about that. Oh yeah. He's he, Cobb Vanth is a smooth mofo. You know? Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Shut your mouth. <laughs> just talking talk about Cobb Vanth. <laughs> but yeah, what are we here to talk about? Well. I'm sure anybody that's watching or listening to us right now knows that we are here to talk about the book of Boba Fett season mm -hmm. one. Man, there's a lot to talk about with <laughs> yeah. this. There's a lot to unpack. There really is. It was a short season because what was it? Seven episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot happened in those seven episodes. It, it went off on tangents. It uh -huh. did all, all sorts of stuff with uh, varied uh, levels of success, depending on who you talk to. And just the little bit that we've talked about it, I have a feeling there's going to be <laughs> some. Is it going to be pretty? I think there might be some dissenting <laughs> yeah. opinions about stuff. Yes, yes, Are there fists going to fly tonight. Ooh, fisticuffs! <laughs> can I? Can I reach? No, I can't no, reach. I think he's okay. safe. And I think just that's gonna... why you've leaned back enough. Like, <laughs> it kind of clears the space. I know, space. Meg. If you lean back anymore, you're just really you're going to look like. Mini me or something. I, I know, think you right? Need to, you need Should to kind of like lean in. No, because then I have to like Mini turn me. funny to look at you guys. I got a swivel chair now, guys. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. She's swiveling. That's nice. I'm gonna be doing this a lot now. I always got to <laughs> fidget with something. Last time it was the new or new headphones. This time it's gonna be my chair. Every day she's swiveling. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. 
but anyway, yeah, we're here to talk about it. I'm, I, you can see on the screen. You know who we for, are. Yeah, but for those that are just listening to us. We do have a new subscribers. So. Yeah, we've got a bunch of new subscribers lately, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. We're so grateful for that. But I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Mando in the middle over here. Megan Giss. And then. And my name is Matt. Yep, Matt Vanth. Nope. Vanth. Valukas. Matt Valukas. No, Matt Vanth Valukas. Vanth Lucas. Vanth Lucas. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So we're already getting. Picture is not perfect, but audio sounds great. Okay, interesting. We're still working on the picture part. Yeah, we're working working on the picture. Okay. We figured that with YouTube, the picture of this thing we should focus on last. (laughs) The Book of Dingerin (laughs) with special guests. Yeah, we're already getting a lot of comments Uh in here. There's going to be be a lot to talk Uh about. But. in any case, man, I mean, first of all, I would like to just get the general idea. Don't have to expound too deeply on it, but Book of Boba Fett for each of us. Thumbs up or thumbs down or thumbs somewhere in the middle? I was somewhere in the middle. Oh. I am, I'm still undecided by it. Oh. Um, for me, leading in with the first two seasons of Mandalorian, Right. I, I I had very very high hopes for this, especially with Boba Fett being the character he is. Um, That's an interesting way you phrase that, but we'll get into that. Well, yeah. yeah, again, yes, there's there's a lot of things that I want to get into with this, but um, for me, it was I expected more. Um, I have great faith in. Um, uh, why am I spacing on his name? Um, Which guy? Happy Hogan. <laughs> Happy Hogan. Oh, and yeah. in, in oh, god damn it. Baloney? I know. No, no, no. no. Uh, Who are we talking about here? The writer, director, uh, Favreau, John Favreau. John Favreau. John yeah, and, you threw and me off partner. with that. Happy Hogan. <laughs> but I mean, I have great faith. I mean, they've done wonderful things with everything so far, and I'm hoping this takes us someplace that this is maybe like a prequel of something. But yeah, for me, the way the way it played out was very meh. Interesting. Okay. Megan? I give it thumbs up. I really enjoyed it. I have a few little minor gripes, but other than that, I, overall, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Larry, I I enjoyed it. Same thing. I've got I've got some some things that I can nitpick. I mean, it's Star Wars, and everybody nitpicks Star Wars Absolutely. to fucking death. <laughs> but that's also why we're here to nitpick it. Uh, kind uh, of. Yeah. That's why I'm here. I'm here to oh nitpick yeah, it. you could be the nitpicker. Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I just want to talk about. I you know I've seen more negative online about this show than I've seen positive and that I vehemently disagree with. I do think there's we some negative. We always negatives. try to find a positive in everything we do. Yeah, yeah, which isn't... But we're not going to agree on it. I was it, just going to say, but that's not to say that there isn't things that I felt were not positive about right. it. But overall, yeah, I thought it was more positive than negative and um, it's going to be interesting because I think I have a feeling, just the little we've talked about it, I have a feeling some of the things that you, Matt, felt was a negative I felt was a positive and vice versa. Well, let's dive in and figure this out then. Absolutely, let's dive in. <laughs> Before we dive in, we want to say hello to everybody out there that is joining us in the chat. So, don't you know, we say join us in the chat and then we don't want to totally ignore them. <laughs> a whole bunch of uh, yeah, familiar... Yeah, a lot of you guys out there. Hi, guys. Yeah, familiar faces out there and everything. And I already um, see that Colin over here kind of shares my viewpoint of, of where it's going to go. So, Colin, thank you for backing me up. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll get yeah, We're yeah, going to yeah. get there. No, We're we getting will. there. We're totally going to get there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so thank you. And, you know, definitely keep uh, keep your comments coming and everything. Um, you know, first of all, uh, let's let's talk about. Let's talk about let's just delve into the characters. All okay. right. Let's talk about Boba Fett himself, because I think just right off 
right off the bat, I think that's where there's a where lot. Where Matt of, went first thing, so go yeah. for it, Matt. I love Boba Fett, as most of us do. And, right. and it's so funny to me. If you have had the chance to watch the Behind the Boba Fett little uh, 20-minute documentary that Disney Plus has as well, right. they talk about how in the original movies, in the original trilogy, Boba Fett had six and a half minutes of screen time out of all of those movies, and he had like four lines. Mm. Uh, right. and, and, and here's a character that, with six and a half minutes, has created this fan base that's astronomically huge. And... I, I'm going to assume that you guys are going to agree with me that his death in uh, in Return of the Jedi was just one of the most unceremoniously cool, uh, uncool, excuse me, uncool deaths. I mean, <laughs> I he, gets, say, he, gets, he gets knocked it, in the back, his backpack, your you know, jetpack goes crazy, he flies into the Sarlacc pit, that's it. Like, for this guy who was supposed to be this huge badass throughout the movies, his death was just so cheeky. And I, I always thought that he deserved more. So I'm glad that in this expanded universe, we're seeing more of who he is post that. Um, and I know, you know, obviously Boba Fett and the clones and all of that, there's a lot in the prequel that leads up to him being this badass character. Um, but for me, are we talking about what we liked about the characters? Or are we just more talking about the characters themselves? Just other both. Characters? What you liked, what you didn't like, you okay. know? What I didn't like was Boba Fett, he wasn't that badass bounty hunter anymore. Um you know, everything that has happened to him since then seems like it's really mellowed him. And they call him out on that several times throughout, um, which is why I'm kind of hoping next season or in Mandalorian, wherever it goes, somehow that changes a little bit. I mean, by the end of the series, yes, he's got the respect of the town folk for coming in and kind of rallying around them. But to me, that's not who Boba Fett was throughout those first three movies or even the prequels leading up to that. He wasn't this selfless. Yeah, he's a crime boss, but he did some very selfless things to protect the town to make sure that you know, everybody was safe at the end, that they were keeping the spice out, that the Pike Syndicate was gone and things like that. But right. I feel like a lot of that was Fennec doing her job and that, you know, the townsfolk from Freetown that were coming. And I felt like for the most part, the Boba Fett that I loved from the original movies was not the Boba Fett that was in the series. And I, I take issue with that. Okay. You have a very interesting take on it, Larry. Yeah. Can I go? <laughs> yes, go for go? it. Okay. So here's, here's my take on that. Um, it's funny the way you phrase that because I think that I walked I, right into his trap. You did. I usually do. It's, it's a trap. <laughs> I need that's what I need the picture of. Yeah, it it's a trap. Yeah, but uh, it's funny the way you phrase that because I I feel like your uh, sentiments there echo most of what I've seen other people saying about this and a big part of what their takeaway was from it. What I find interesting about that is that. There is no Boba Fett that we were, in, you know, really expressed with and everything. I, I mean, Boba Fett had no fucking backstory. We we had a very vague backstory. We know that he's a clone of his father, of uh, Jango Fett. Uh, we know he was a ruthless bounty hunter. We know that he got his ass handed to him by a blind man with a stick that knocked him into a big teethy hole in the ground. <laughs> And, I mean, essentially, that's it. I mean, for the official canon Star Wars universe, you know, of course, there's all sorts of other books and Marvel comics and things that really weren't canon. But that's really the most of it. I think it's not so much like what Star Wars built up Boba Fett to be. I think it's what we built up in our minds what Boba Fett was going to be. We had in our minds a very set idea of what... Uh, Ruthless, badass, mysterious, you know, 
guy that this guy was. And what we're seeing in this series is not that. And if and if he was that, which I do think at one point he was that, I don't think he's that anymore. I think that we're seeing that he's a changed person over time and experiences and all this kind of stuff. I mean, but how much time has really passed? I mean, we, we haven't discussed that. It hasn't really been set. This is post return of the Jedi. That much. Yeah. We know we know that he's climbed out of the Sarlacc pit that much. We know. Yeah. I, to me, it seems like it's maybe months, maybe a year between him getting knocked into the pit and now. And yeah. up until that point, he was still this ruthless bounty hunter that brought, you know, Han it's, Solo. It's to not Jabba. It's well, it's not. Go ahead. I, I just want to say, I don't care how long the time frame is. If I get left for dead in a Sarlacc pit, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to change my way of thinking. You know, like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck everybody else. I'm going to do what I need to do now for me. And I want to make myself get that way. Right. With my own path. And. I don't care how much time's passed. That's good. That's going to change me. Okay. Yeah. And just to answer your question, people at home, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe that the events in the Mandalorian, because this is working concurrently, obviously mm -hmm. with the Mandalorian is supposed to be around six or seven years after the events that happened with at the Sarlacc pit. When, ja when Jabba got exploded and Boba got knocked in that Sarlacc pit. Now, how long he was supposed to have been in that Sarlacc pit versus how long then he was out of the Sarlacc pit and with the Tuscans, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. And that is something that I can criticize with the making of this show is that I feel like they were a little too vague with the timeline because yes, watching it, it feels like that all should have been pretty short. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like it was that long. Joe's saying five years after Jedi. Right, five years after Jedi. So this is all happening five years later. So he's had five years. So I'm getting the impression that we're supposed to believe that his time with the Tuscans was much longer, you know, was, was supposed to be much longer than it was conveyed on the show where it seems like he might have just been with them for, for a, few months. a couple of months or yeah. something like that. Going back to what you had said earlier, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm okay with the five-year thing. You know, I was, you know, what can I do about it? Um, but you had mentioned that we as a collective have decided that Boba Fett is this badass. Right. And the pushback online is that this is not the character we all know and love. Yes, I agree that we as a collective have decided that Boba Fett is a badass. But it's not like that just popped into our heads suddenly, like collectively, oh, he's a badass. There are there are things within the lore of Star Wars who, that have led all of us collectively to believe he is this badass. And I feel like if there is that five-year time gap between him being this badass, it gets knocked into his sand mouth, <laughs> to him climbing out and saying, fuck, I got knocked into a sand mouth. I must now do all the things I want to do. I did not get enough of that backstory change for me, and I, and I feel like the collective, too. Well, you I, went from badass to this, and that's why I'm, I'm giving my hope yeah. and my, my, my hope to Favreau and his team that we're going to get more of that but I felt like it didn't play out enough in this series for me to be fulfilled by that story. Well, Larry, continue on your theory here. <laughs> oh, because are you I think it, me to the no, Larry Sarlacc? I, I am happening? here. No, because, you know, Boba Fett's this big badass and stuff like that, but I don't, after hearing Larry's theory, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about I don't this know if it's as blatant as people expected it to be. Okay. 
cue Larry. Well, <laughs> so yeah, here's here's my thing. One interesting thing that I I got from this show talking about Boba Fett is, um, you know, everybody's talking about this show and every and for obvious reasons because of the whole aesthetic of it. Everybody keeps talking about you know space western. It's a western. It's a western. It's it's you know it's a whole western theme and thing, and it's just a western. And there is that. But the thing that I noted after, especially after watching it and seeing how it came around and just really drawing all these parallels, to me, I don't associate somebody, I don't associate Boba Fett's character in this as being as much like a character from like a Western, as much as I am associating him with, he's Vito Corleone from the first Godfather. Yeah, it was funny. I was going to say that too. He's become Marlon Brando. And, and in the same sense that I think that when you watch that movie and you think about think about what happens to Vito Corleone in that movie and and you know he is viewed by his enemies even by his adversaries enemies and adversaries and even by his uh, friends and by people he's viewed as he's old he's gone soft i mean we saw so many things with parallels where they're saying now oh, you're going soft in your old age mm-hmm. you know oh you need to be even his own people you know if you're looking at somebody like fennec being a little bit like uh sunny you know Corleone being like ah oh, you need to be more aggressive and go hit him and blah 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 and, and you're ruled fett's, by fear and he's like mm, and boba fett's like no right. no 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 you know and everything and even the the heads of the, the heads of the five families you know the 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 aquilish and the bosk fucking guys and all those guys the you know they're all looking and i at them the same way and i feel like that's sort of who boba fett is is he's supposed to be more like this Vito corleone guy he cares about the people he cares about the people in the town. He cares about people's safety. He cares about what's good. He wants to be a benevolent crime lord. And that's what Vito Corleone is. It's the same thing. And then people try to, to knock him down. They think that they think he's weak. I mean, we even get we even get, you know, him having to constantly be healing in the fucking back to tank and stuff, much like Vito Corleone after he gets his ass handed to him and by the hit and all that kind of stuff. And then in the end, I mean, even in the end, we get the assassin that goes and kills the heads of the five families all at once. There's so much Godfather. Sure, sure. But if we're going to go along that path, which I I do agree with your analogy, I think it's a very good analogy. and It's one that I was thinking myself. But within those three movies, we get so much more backstory to care about that transition than we have in five episodes of Boba Fett. Right. Well, no, and I don't disagree. I, that's what I said. If I have a criticism of this of the show on that level, I feel like there was not enough um, emphasis on how much time and gradual, like over a period of time and gradual change and stuff happened. I think that the constant flip-flopping of time where it's like it's a flashback now it's modern Mm -hmm. now it's this and now it's a flashback and we're even flashing all the way back to you know the first uh, to the prequels and all this i feel like to a certain degree that did it a disservice because of exactly that there's a lot of people that are like okay he just changed that quickly like i don't get this like what what the fuck happened to badass boba fett and everything and it's like well but it wasn't that quickly And furthermore, I mean, as far as my take on it, and this is where I said it's funny where I think what you like is different from what I, you know, flip-flopped. Like, I'm relieved that Boba Fett is what he is. I'm relieved that he's not 
who uh a lot of people thought he was. I'm relieved they took. I love the whole concept of what they did with him kind of being, you know, uh, what did you call it? Like Stockholm syndrome, you yeah. know, where he sort of, <laughs> you know, he sort of uh, became uh, in league with his captors, his kidnappers and everything. I like the fact that they did something else because you said you were really looking forward to uh, Boba Fett coming out and you had high hopes for it. Being co- totally honest with everybody, I, I wasn't. When I found out at the end of Mando season two and they were like, the book of Boba Fett, I was like, oh, really? Okay. You know, like, I'm. do we need that? You know, I was just like, I remember I was talking about it. I was like, do we, do we really need that at this point? Because you gave us Mando. Mm-hmm. And Mando is like fulfilling all that badassness and right. all that mm-hmm. jetting around the galaxy and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and everything that he is not, Fennec is. If we can, are, yeah. are you okay if we kind of shift forward to the next character? Because for me, this this part of it ties in. Sure. Go ahead. I mean, for me, Fennec is everything that I wanted Boba Fett to be. It was that right hand, I'll take care of it. I mean, you know, I even posted on the, the right. Geeking Squad, you know, which Fennec or, you know, look was best of should we kill him now like she had just that little side eye she could raise that eyebrow in such a way that you're like yeah take him out like you she said she great to me she gave great face and everything that she did the way that she was very black and white and cut and dried is what i wanted boba fett to be now i am not disappointed in fennec shan because i love being no, i think great. she is amazing anything that she does yeah. especially i mean the, the woman is 58 i mean right. the, the amount of stuff that she is doing at age 58 is amazing but her her character to me, that's what I wanted Boba Fett to be. I know, and I think a lot of people did, even looking in the chat, like with stuff Dave Lesko saying about, you know, kept his helmet on, kept the mystery, have him be an out for blood because of what happened to him. And I that's what I said. I feel like, okay, that's what everybody wanted. That's what everybody was expecting. And I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not saying right or wrong, just speaking for myself. That's the last fucking thing I wanted because that is fucking predictable and boring. And we're mm-hmm. already getting tons of we got that i loved i got so excited when i saw that they we were getting this whole other thing that was actually giving boba fett some depth because again i never gave a fuck about boba fett i thought he was cool like i thought he was cool looking i wanted to be boba fett in fourth grade you know for halloween and i thought the action figure looked cool but in terms of him i always felt like eh, what's the big deal about boba fett See, and to me Again, six and a half minutes over three movies, and he's got this great lore that has lasted thirty plus years. And you give me I five episodes that. to turn him into a pussy. I, get, I, I but just, see, I don't. That. But see, I don't think he's a pussy. I think he's stronger than that. That's what I. That's what I love. That's I. That's why you know I love the idea of of guys that are strong but silent. Like everybody thinks that the strong guys are. You know, everybody thought in The Godfather, everybody thought Sonny Corleone, oh, he's the strong one. Well, yeah, well, he got fucking shot fucking dead. He's he's dead. And that, that got him real far, you know, and that was why he did it and why Michael learned from Vito and was like strong and silent. You might seem like you're inactive. You might seem people are going, he's ineffective. Oh, he doesn't have the spine. He doesn't have the guts. Nope. He fucking ends up taking everybody out. Okay. So in on the Fennec. Um, yeah. And Boba together. Okay. In the beginning, she was saying, "Like, dude, you need to rule with an iron fist. They're expecting a badass. So you got to fear them. They got to fear you and all this stuff. But at the end, he was facing off with Cad Bane and he was ready to go apeshit crazy on him. Mm-hmm. And it was Fennec that said, no, be smart about this. 
I think over their time, five episodes <laughs> or so, she saw what he was trying to do. So, cause even in the beginning, she's like, no, you got to do it this way. And then at the end, she's like, no, hold your ground. You know, the, the weakest person is the one that's rules by emotion and you're going to get yourself killed. Wait till your turn. Cause we don't have the high ground right now. Right? Yeah. I think she even came around to it and realized that it's like, you know, like, yes, Boba Fett needs badass Fennec. Like he st- he needs somebody to go and do to that assassin shit yeah. that he ain't going to fucking do. But I, I think, like you said, I think everybody expected him to be that assassin. Right. And uh, again, I, I've said this like my third, fourth time saying I'm trusting Favreau <laughs> and the team to play this out. But it's not what I wanted from my Boba Fett. No. And, and again. And you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. And I get it. Cause the majority. <laughs> I got to bring it up because Scott Tucker brought up something funny in the chat that kind of goes along with this. The interesting thing about Boba Fett as a character, and then we'll move on to the other characters, is, you know, I, you both are a little young. To, well, you weren't even born yet, Meg, but you, you'd be a little <laughs> really young, young to remember when the Boba Fett figure came out. Okay, they, I'm talking about the counter action figure. It was a mail away. I was, I was six years old, and I was about as fucking excited as a fucking six-year-old can be about getting that fucking figure. And it had been advertised that he was going to be this new big character in the in the Star Wars universe in the next movie and he was going to have this rocket firing feature which we'd never had on a Star Wars figure and everything well they ended up dialing back the rocket firing feature because some kid choked on a Battlestar Galactica missile famously knows and so the figure was dialed back a little bit but the other thing to me the the more upsetting thing about the rocket firing thing is that Empire Strikes Back came out yeah he was cool he was mysterious but he didn't really do a whole lot. You know, there wasn't there wasn't much exposition there to give us much. You know, if he would have been more in a battle and shooting that rocket that, you know, and doing all these things. But there really wasn't much. But what's funny about it is even before that happened, I can tell you that all the kids decided that Boba Fett was the baddest motherfucker in the universe. And all we had was this goofy-ass fucking glued-in missile little figure. And that is, I guess, the problem with this character and trying to take this character and give him this depth and this different kind of character arc, you know what I mean? Arc, rather. Uh, Because everybody just too long now, for too long, just had it built into their heads of what they expected out of this guy. You know, I, I, I'm not surprised that you guys feel the way you do about it. I'm not like, oh my God, how can you feel? I get it. Well, and I, I just, think, I think I that's know. why Mandalorian did so well is you had no expectations going into that at right. all. You can tell whatever story you want to. We haven't predetermined who that right. character is. Right. Same thing. I know, um, you know, Obi-Wan's got the series that's coming out in May. Right. And I have a feeling that it's going to suffer the same kind of fate where people have already decided who that character is. We've seen a lot more of that character in yeah, the movie. Yeah, I think he benefits from having but, a little bit more of a story. But to me, I think, out. you know, we have this list of characters that we want to talk about. And to me, Fennec Shand, because she is not known in the mainstream universe, she was accepted so much more by who she was and that's what i kind of dug about her but but again it was she was everything i wanted boba fett to be i i get that fair enough 
And I mean, you already pretty much nailed it on the head with what you were saying about her and everything. Fennec Shand is fucking amazing. She's amazing. What a great character. That end ad. scene with her. Mm. I totally forgot about her. I was like, oh shit, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, where's she been in this whole battle? <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I totally forgot. She wasn't even in the battle anywhere. Oh yeah. They made her all awesome. stealthy and yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I amazing. agree. I mean, Fennec is definitely a plus for the Star Wars universe in general. Um, I'd love to see more of her. I mean, at this point, I'd be fine with not seeing any more Boba Fett, you know, if it's just like, well, he's just the, you know, the, the, whatever it is, the Daimo of the, of the town and he's taking care of them and Mos Espa and all that. And cool. You know, section of the universe is good now. Let's move on. But I'd love to see her like pop up more like in the future and have more of her because she's just great. And yeah, Ming-Na Wen. She's just, yeah. man, good Lord, that woman's amazing yeah. for her age. And she looks like she's 35. Yeah. Seriously, I had no oh, idea she, she was that old. She's on my hall pass list. Yeah. <laughs> <She really is. laughs> That's my goal, my future goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, so fair enough, I get it. Uh, what about Cad Bane? Do you guys want to talk about him? Yes. Uh, Cad Bane. Well, I, do you guys got thoughts about Cad Bane? I'd like to let you go first. Um, I, again, I don't, I've never watched Rebels. I've never watched the Clone War, or the, you know, all the... The cartoons, the yeah. expanded universe stuff. I've I know some of it. Mm-hmm. I know that those who have watched it were incredibly excited to see Boz Gags suddenly suddenly show up with his blue face and everything. <laughs> Boz Gags. Every single time I see a band, like Boz Gags is the name. Which, by the way, as far as a band name goes, I feel like Boz Gags is a great Star Wars well, didn't, character. Didn't name. he write that awesome Star Wars song that one has it go, whoa, Greedo? Yeah, that's whoa. <laughs> That was pretty well. Yeah. Right off the cuff like that. That was I'm, nice. I'm I am He's full of yeah, that. hopefully I'm YouTube doesn't that. flag us for those. Uh, oh, they probably yeah. do. I don't know. I um, think I was off you key. Changed enough. It enough, yeah, yeah, I think I was off key enough. No, I, I the thing okay, I again I don't know anything about the character of Cad Bane. Right. Um I know that, you know, he was very much modeled off of one of the guys from, was it Magnificent Seven or Good, Bad, and the Ugly? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, right. I, I, one I, of those right. Yes. Westerns? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's supposed to be. But again, his intro, like, dude walked like 10 miles across the desert, and they <laughs> see him coming like 10 miles up, and they're like, do do Yeah. <laughs> and then he shoots everybody and he walks away, and they're like, they watch him walk away for like another 10 minutes, because the desert is so freaking far away. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I... I don't have I don't have any real opinions on the guy. I mean, he seemed like a really cool villain, and I, he seemed like the kind of villain that died way too early. I, that's which is why yeah. again I posted in the Geeking Squad of like in the in the universe of Back to Tanks is he really dead? Because he seemed far too cool. And out of all the villains that yeah. were introduced this season between the Pike Syndicate and the heads of the family, he was the villain that was most flushed out. So I would love to see more of him because he seems like he's got something going on with. Boba, like there's they a do. history they, there. Yeah, they, they have, have history. history. And again, I don't know anything about that history, not knowing that extended universe, but I want right. to know more about that. No, I, I yeah. agree. So I've watched part of Rebels, and it is very good. So I need to finish it. Yeah, it is. Finally. Good. But I didn't get to Cad Bane either. But I loved his introduction of him when he was just the brim of his hat mm-hmm. and then it raised it. That was, that was very, yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, the cinematography in that was great. It was amazing. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. His voice was very menacing. Mm-hmm. It was a great voice for him. Um, but I agree. It, it just seemed like he died awfully easy. 
I, I wanted to see more of a brawl between him and Boba. We got a little one, but not not very much. No, that really wasn't so. very much. And I, I think that, I mean, I think everybody picked up on it right away. Everybody was like, yeah, he was laying there and that light was still flashing on his yeah, chest. Exactly. Like, yeah, I don't think that's the I don't think they would take. They know that Cad Bane is such a. um Beloved, hated. Yeah, beloved, hated. Yeah, or hate to love. Yeah, probably more hate to love because people just love them even though they should (laughs) hate them. Um, Character, I don't think they're going to throw them out that easily. Um, You know, yeah, I I thought it was cool that he was in there. I'm going to get into a little more to do with him when we touch on something later Later? that there's, there's a criticism that... I have about him, but it doesn't have so much to do with the way his his character character. was portrayed. It's more a production end of things, but I'll save that for a little bit. Okay. And everything. Um, Cobb Vanth. Yeah, well, that's a perfect, you know, segue for Cobb Vanth. We were already kind of joking about him earlier. I mean, when when he got shot, I was pissed. I mean, for for a character that has really only been in two episodes of this extended lore. Yeah, he he came in and he hit hard with stuff. And like I said, in 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 this season of Boba, like I was loving his hair. I turned to my wife, I'm like, I need to get my hair cut like that. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking rocking it. Yeah. (laughs) Um but like to me he like he plays that old town sheriff so very, very well. Even when the deputy comes out and he's like Oh, that stupid deputy. Yeah, but he's got that look. So mad like, at him. I got this. Like, let it lie. Like, this is this is how this is how the guys do it. You know, he, I I love his character, and I was so glad in that stinger to show that he's in the back to tank. That there's going to be more him. I'm I'm stoked about yes. that. Yeah, yeah, I I got it ruined for me ahead of time. No. that he was shot. I was like, no. They're kidding, right? This can't be right. Uh, That's well, not yeah, right. Yeah, when it happened, my wife was like, no, he's not really dead, is he? There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. Like it was one of those like holy crap moments. They did that. So, yeah, I was very happy to hear that. And then I got it ruined that he was shot in the shoulder, too. I was like, oh, okay, sir, there's hope. Maybe he's not dead, but people are saying he's dead. I don't know what to think. Oh, my God. <laughs> so well, I was not happy either. I love his character. Yeah, but I am glad. I, I want to give them this credit, though. I am glad they did it the way they did it, because one of the criticisms I've had of Star Wars productions lately is that they have this tendency to do some kind of, oh, my God, thing, and then way too quickly be like oh no 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 we're just kidding just kidding you know you look at like rise of skywalker when they did that with <laughs> chewbacca yeah you know because i mean they killed chewbacca and i mean that literally was like a oh my god you can't kill chewbacca thing but they let it linger in the movie for what like three minutes yeah that was it yeah yeah oh he's on the other ship <laughs> and then oh no he's actually on the other ship and i'm like why wouldn't they stretch that out for like emotional impact mm-hmm. and really really let you know, let that breathe and let people feel that weight on their chest through more of the movie. And they, they've done too much of that. So I was really glad that they still, even once Weequay and them showed up and they were like, yeah, you know, shot him in cold blood, blah, blah, blah. And so you're like, oh, he's gone. Damn, maybe he is dead. Mm-hmm. And they wait until the very, very end with the with the post credit scene to see that he's in the back to tank and stuff. Yeah, because they get he psyched me out with that too. Because at first, when she, when they said something about him uh, Bob, Boba getting in the back to tank, and he's like, "Oh, it's occupied," and I thought it was uh, Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah, that's why I thought it was too. Uh-huh. Because he made that promise, yeah. like, "Oh, you can use my back to tank," uh-huh. and then all of a sudden we see Black Chrysanthemum walk yeah. up, and I'm like, "Well, that yeah, was no, a that, that, yeah, that was a great like sleight of hand with that because I didn't yeah. see it coming. Yeah. I thought for yeah. sure, yeah, hold us all. I think they're gonna do like they're going soap opera with him. Yeah, and he's gonna go into the back to tank and stuff. He's going to come out with amnesia two years later, and he's going to not realize who he is. He's going to be a bad guy. 
I'm kidding. I'm just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was buying into that. I'm like, I can see that. Well, you know, you they never had, know. It could they happen. Had, yeah, well, he's going to come out a different man either way because we saw Thundercat. Uh, you know the uh, the the modder uh, guy mm-hmm. that Thunder. I yeah. thought that was really exciting that they. I, for those of you who mm-hmm. don't know who that actor was, that's Thundercat. Man, that dude is a badass musician. He is a great, great musician, great bass player. Uh, he's got acting chops, all that. He is awesome. He used to be in Suicidal Tendencies for a while. Um, so yeah, but I'm obviously he's going to get the Fennec Shan treatment where he's going to have some. New, new shoulder. He's going to oh, yeah. have a winter soldier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> nice. Right. Because <laughs> in order to be in the Disney Plus universe, you have to have that fake, that metallic shoulder and arm thing yep. going on, yep. you know? Yeah. And Star Wars is real big about people's arms getting ripped yes, off. They are. We, yes, they We even saw that in this, speaking uh-huh. of black uh, chrysanthemum, yeah. ripping off that poor uh, yeah. Trendoshian well, boss. Speaking of, you want to talk about him next? Yeah. Who? Black chrysanthemum? Yeah, yeah, man. Since we're here. Now, there's, there's one that I was excited about. Now, I don't know too much about him, but I know just as being a, a geek and knowing a little bit about the extended universe and stuff of Star Wars, I knew that he was an existing character already. I knew a little bit about his backstory, about how he hates the fucking Trandoshans and stuff because what they did to him. Well, all Wookiees hate the Trandoshans for that. <laughs> but just knowing that he was supposed to be this major badass, seeing him there was great. I thought he had possibly one... I, I thought his scenes in that final episode was some of the best, like, most powerful scenes in the whole series. Him just getting... First, he's getting attacked by all those Trandoshans mm-hmm. and everything, and getting, and 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 you're and they do it. They drew it out so slow. You're like, oh no, yeah, he's gonna bite it. it. Like, yeah, it was that zombie attack where like they're right. all hoarding on him and they pull up on that. Yes. You're like, oh, he's done for. He's we're, done yeah, for. And then to see him, bulldozes through them. Then when he, uh-huh. then we see him coming into town. Still, they're still fucking practically uh-huh. hanging on but him that and everything. Foot dragging behind With him, it's the, like uh, sideways, and he's like limping through. You're like, holy. Oh no. And seeing him take all those shots man as he's coming i'm like dude this not like this i'm not ready (laughs) yeah i'm like this dude's a badass like i really really want to see more of him because now there there's a tough there's a tough dude like Mm -hmm. right there yeah you know so like two minutes later he was walking around just fine right it was like the foot like that was the thing (laughs) yeah his like foot was sideways and then suddenly he's like running on it i'm like what the hell like the healing factor yeah 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 he's like i was just joshing yeah, <laughs> he was he was awesome. I and just again, make th- let them think they got me. Like not knowing, so like those extended characters as well as I would like to. I mean, just to see another Wookiee and to see, you know, again, that's one of the things that I like too is that you got these these group of characters that you know and you may not necessarily know who you know uh, black you know Chris Cur- Cur- yeah, Cur- yeah. Yeah. black black Kazakhstan <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> like you may not know who he is but you know who the Wookiees are and you have this sentimental attachment to that race and that tribe because of the movies and I appreciate for for those who don't know the extended universe you still have that instant connection with a character like that because you know of them from the other movies yeah Exactly. Real quick before we we move on to other characters, because I don't want people to think that we're uh, we're yeah, we got a lot going on. I can't yeah, read any of, of that. So in. there's a lot. Wow, of, you guys are awesome. Yeah, you guys really been jumping in. This is great. But yeah, I've seen a lot of things. I saw I'm some. Kick you. I saw some people that were going back and forth along with us about you know. Javier like, was talking about Cad being with the Morgan Freeman voice, and it totally oh, was. Yes. Absolutely, it was. Morgan voice. Absolutely, that. yeah. It had that had that power, that creepy power to it that just yeah. It made, 
it made it made your your skin crawl. You know what I mean? Like, okay, as soon as he opened his mouth, you're like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy's no good. This guy means trouble. Uh, <laughs> Colin says he ordered boba fett and got a boba floppy. Oh boy! Wow. Yeah, that's a little harsh. Just don't. Yeah, it wasn't quite a floppy, <laughs> but you know, people saying that. Uh, yeah, they agreed that it would have been better if 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 you know, boba fett. It, would have been more that blank slate would have been more filled to the way that I think most of the fans expected and everything. I, yeah. Again, we'll go, you know, it, that's, that's just a matter of opinion. Oh, you know? Love faces back. Oh, our porn spammers. Oh my back. gosh. That's I didn't even awesome. see them come through. <laughs> God damn you. Love face. That's amazing. That, I missed you. Really did. <laughs> it's just not a geeking poetic podcast live stream without <laughs> love face xyz that's awesome oh we love the spam bots oh. just keeping it keeping it lively you know yeah there they go but um you know uh, javier says he loves timothy oliphant he's one of the coolest actors ever and he really is yeah my brother like was everything. saying that too yeah um you know, everybody seems to be in agreement that we need more Cad Bane and that that he shouldn't he's he's not probably not dead and that he shouldn't be dead. I, I'm not real worried about that. I'm pretty sure Cad Bane is is going to be around a bit. So that's all. That's, you know, not a big concern of mine. But what, yeah, moving on. What about the mods? How do you guys feel about the mods? Oh, the mods. Oh, mods. I am indifferent. Yeah. 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 To a certain degree, I'm indifferent. I I. Overall, I liked the mods. I again because I'm of the mindset that I want this to be. I like this is different. I like that it's not just the same old shit. We've had a lot of Star Wars now, mm-hmm. and I like that it's not just Jawas and droids and blah blah blah. I love the fact it makes it stands to reason that there would be after all this time. There's younger generations. And they don't have the same style, man. You know, they're not going to all look like Princess Leia and Luke, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I, the idea that they're more like city. I like. I liked even like how there was just that brief little exchange between the the town, the Freetown folk, yeah, and uh, Drash when she's like, you know, we gotta we gotta come to the aid of these scruffy, you know small town folk kind of thing yeah and everything and she's like oh you stupid city folks they can't protect yourselves properly like i love that we're seeing more of the universe in that way mm-hmm. you know I, I i overall i i really liked the mods i know again i think we'll get into it a little bit more but like i know that they seem to really have thrown a lot of people yeah well, I like this too. Um, somebody just mentioned the whole idea of like the uh, the transhuman kind of thing, like the the, yeah. the variation of you know uh, the droid, you know, uh, human aspect of it. And I thought that was kind of cool. There's a lot of that that was going on, you know, with mm-hmm. Fennec, with the mods, with all of that stuff of trying to make yourself better than who you are by using the technology available to you, which is right. cool. Um, I also liked the the parallel to I mean the mods of the '60s. I mean that's yeah. who a lot of these were kind of based on, like the clothing, you know, the look, the, the, Vespas. the, hair, the Vespas, <laughs> yeah. particularly. And I didn't mind that. I didn't. I didn't think it was incredibly cheesy. I mean, to me, the Vespas weren't any cheesier than the original um, yellow um, uh, Naboo speeder. That uh, oh, I I had way bigger of a problem with the with the like the Naboo mm-hmm. stuff and everything. You that know. that stuff felt more awkward to me, uh, especially because it was new at the time. Yeah. All we had was the original trilogy right. at that point. But even now, you know, I love what they did. Oh man, let's get in Mando's ship. 
Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that was pretty really? sweet. Really? Yeah, I thought it was great. Huh. That was very, uh, what was it? Falcon and the Winter Soldier? What? Where they were building the ship, repairing yeah. the ship. That was very much Oh, that like was that. fun, yeah, yeah, and everything. But I love the way it turned out. Oh, I, yeah, I don't amazing. think it's practical. No, no, and I, that was my <laughs> issue with it. I, again, to me, it seems that the use of that particular ship is morphing who Mando will become in the next season. Because he had He's not he had his the... ship. What was the name of it? The... Um, the Razor Crest. The yes. Razor Crest. Thank you. The Razor Crest was, you know, very much like Slave One, you know, where it was that you had this ship to be able to take everything that you needed, all your supplies, all of that stuff. This, you know, the the Naboo Bounties. cruiser thing, like it's just very bare bones. Like it's point yeah. A to point B. There's no comfort in it whatsoever. Like you can't move around. There's no sleeping quarters. You're just sitting in that thing and going. Right. That, that's all it is. Um, and, and that makes me wonder by giving him a ship like that. What does that mean for his character? Because he's no longer going to be the guy who is going to be bounty hunting and taking a bunch of stuff. Like it's not, it's not an RV anymore. He's now got a sixty-seven <laughs> GTO. Well, you know what? Can we can we segue into talking about Mando finally? Then yes. since we're talking about yeah, that? Uh, I want to make sure that we cover the the hut cousins. The the, oh, I want to talk we, about we've them. We've got more to get into. And yet. I also I still want to talk about um, want to talk about the pigs. Oh no, uh, yeah, definitely. Okay, we're gonna okay, get. Cool, we've cool, got cool, more cool, that cool. I want to talk about cool. with that, but. Um, the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the pigs. Kermit I know exactly Piggy's what you're talking kids. about. <laughs> What'd you say? Kermit and Miss Piggy's kids. That's totally Kermit and Miss Piggy's is, kids. Yeah. I, I saw that, <laughs> that meme. Mean, that, yeah. that was pretty funny. But um, but yeah, let's just talk about yes, Mando. Yes, 84 Mustang. Yes, yes. The Naboo Cruiser is an 84 Mustang. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> and like Javier says, it's not it's not functional. No. no. And I think Not it's, for what he was, like Matt said. I think that's a good point. And I think, but do you feel like they kind of gave us that hint even prior to that whole thing with the ship by his reaction when he went on that bounty back in episode five, was that four, five, whenever that was that, that we had the first appearance of Mando in this series, uh, when he got that bounty, cut that dude's head off and everything. Did you get the impression that when he went and he turned in that bounty and they were like, we have another job for you? And he was like, he's I don't done. care. Yeah, he's just you done know? with that life. I think he's just like, yeah, he's not able to do that. And that's what I wanted from Boba Fett. I didn't get that. With Mando, you're right. You with that the right closure. There, I got that. I'm, I'm done with this life. I'm cool to move on to something else. Yes, that closure I didn't get with Boba. And, but, that's, and, but that's why... I said that's part of why I wasn't eager about Book of Boba Fett because, again, because I felt like all that kind of stuff we're getting from other characters now. But so, then don't call it Book of Boba Fett. Well, but it, hold on. Okay, you well, you want to get into that? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so everybody keeps talking about how you know it's Book of Book of Boba Fett, but it's all about the Mandalorian. Oh, I can hear that. You're down. rolling it. Ruining everything. <sighs> Such a noob. <laughs> I couldn't see the comments on your screen. I wanted to look them on mine. I know I can't see that either. I want to make sure I'm we're not sorry. missing anything. I didn't mean Here, to cut you off. Go ahead. Closer. Go ahead. Um, so anyway, my theory is that treat this kind of like the Bible. Okay, the only time we're going to get religious Most here. of the Star Wars okay. people do. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. This is true. But it's like you have, you know, this story and stuff like that. It's like the main story, Ds and stuff like that. But there's all these books to it. And like chapter, um, season one of Book of Boba Fett. Or, good Lord. Now you got me all flustered. Season one. Season one of Mandalorian yes. was one through eight, right? Season two was nine through 17 or something mm -hmm. like that. So it was like a continuation on. So it's that... Season's not closed because usually 
it starts over at one, two, season one, season two, mm-hmm. you know, each chapter. And it's called chapters too, which makes right. it interesting. Yeah. So it, to me, it feels more like how the Bible is structured where Book of Boba Fett is like a piece of the Mandalorian. So it wasn't actually ever about Boba Fett. It was the Mandalorian. It's just a book of it to lead us to where we need to go. Okay. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. That's my theory. No, that I, I, I buy into that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've won Dave Lesko over. Have we? (laughs) Matt has anyway. Matt's his favorite now. (laughs) You son of a bitch. I love you. I know. Never, I've in the mail. never had a chance. I've known you for 40 some odd years. <laughs> and you just desert me just like that. Uh, but okay, so Mando. Star Wars so does Mando, that. Let's get into Mando. Uh, let's talk about most of the, the, the fan beef is that for two episodes, it wasn't Book of Boba Fett anymore. It was, hey, let's shoehorn in what's going on with Mando. But people were happy about yes, that. Yes, because we were not happy with where Book of Boba Fett was going. And I so- felt the complete opposite i was like okay this is cool but can we get back to the story oh, i wanted to get back to boba fett I you did, know but and that's what i'm saying that's the kind of thing where it's like i almost wish they would have taken more time fuck the mandalorian stuff save that for later take more time to flesh out this boba fett stuff so then maybe people like yourself would have felt more of an impact you and i are that. in agreement 100 okay okay you, you've given me seven episodes which is one or two shorter than the two mandos seasons right. have given me and out of those seven episodes you're giving you're taking two away to give them to mando which is why i've been saying it's only been five episodes for boba i right. mean that's all and i i i don't know i I knew enough about Mando to know what's going on. I mean, did you have to give me those so he could get the child back so the child could help with that last battle? Was it? But did it need two episodes was it that important? to give and was it, Was that? it really even that important? I mean, having Grogu there just... I, I thought Grogu was going to have a bigger impact right. on that battle. I mean, he battle. did the son's getting real low, kid, to you know, the Rancor, and he was out. <laughs> yeah, he sure and, did. You know, and that was it. Yep, he sure did. He hulked him, right? Yeah. The son's getting real low there, pal. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah I, I agree. I... I didn't, I know everybody was just like the best episodes of the series. And I'm like, ah, I actually have the biggest problems we're going to, we'll get into. I have the biggest problems when we get into talking about our least favorite parts Mm -hmm. with this series based around the uh, Mandalorian episodes personally. But I mean, as far as the character, I mean, I still love Mando. He's great. I'm really happy, you know, to see that he's, you know continuing on and everything and they you know i'm eager to get more mando somewhat it's my eagerness for more mando has actually waned now because of this but i'm gonna save that we're gonna we're gonna i want to because i want to talk about these other characters you were talking about you wanted to talk about the the gamorian dudes the pigs yeah the pigs yeah let's talk about the pigs okay so first of all they were some of my favorite characters from jedi when i was a kid like they uh, there was just something about them they were just cool as hell and they were looking very svelte Oh in, yeah, <laughs> in this, and I don't know if it's because you know Bubba wasn't there to feed, not Bubba, uh, the Jabba wasn't <laughs> Jabba there to feed them as much, them but like they were, they were looking very, you know, you know, <laughs> a little more slender, and uh, I, I, their death, like t- as far as the deaths in that final battle went, the two of them just getting pushed over the ledge like they that, deserved better than that. They very much did. I feel like that was the original Boba Fett death. Like I wanted more yeah. from them because of the characters. Dude, I love that's them so much. such a good that point. Is so true. They totally fucking sarlacked them. Mm-hmm. God, you're right. That is bullshit. No, I I felt bad because I feel like when I saw that, I was like, 
really i mean i know we've always ever since they introduced them in in jedi they they just it's like they're nothing the more than the yeah they're just yeah they're like they're like red shirts mm-hmm. yeah you know like star Wars, star trek red shirts they're just they're just there just to be killed off mm-hmm. and i was like man that's that's kind of a bummer i expected better for them at the same time they are really shitty bodyguards if black kazakhstan <laughs> could get all the way to the back to tank without being noticed <laughs> they are shitty bodyguards. i mean it is you know like, the whole plan was Man- shit. <laughs> mando was able to get in to get his ship back like as far as doing their job they were shitty as fuck at it well meg i think i think you just you just hit the nail on the head about the plan. The whole plan was shit. I mean, everybody got past them. Cad uh-huh. Bane. Every, yeah. the, everybody. Well, not to the mention. The fucking town. <laughs> <laughs> the whole goddamn town was against it. <laughs> well, I mean, not to mention, I mean, yeah, think about it. It it did. It was such a sad. Like nobody's getting through here. Sad little ragtag team. That That was one of the things that I was. A little like, oh, okay, this seems, you know, when Boba Fett's like, you know, okay, so I've got this, you know, half half droid assassin now, and I've got two somewhat more svelte, you know, Gamorrean pig guards, and then I've got a bunch of mods, you know, riding around on Vespas, and I've got this, uh, you know, this big angry Wookiee. Yeah, we're good. We could, <laughs> we're good. We could, we could, we, we could take on the Pike Syndicate. We could we take out the entire <laughs> syndicate this. with yeah. this. We we got it. We got it. And it's like I knew before any of the battle stuff went down. I was like, they don't got this. <laughs> no. What are they going to do here? No. And even getting, and then even like, oh, but we've got Mando and Cobb Vanth and the people of Freetown. <laughs> the people of Freetown come riding in on their little short buzz thing with like right. with like nine of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you said the people of Freetown town are going to protect i'm thinking there's going to be like 50 or 60 uh-huh. people like riding in on yeah, no, bikes you, got, you and, got 11 on like a yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah one of them is the bartender weak way you know, <laughs> and he's like i'm good i'm here you know <laughs> i got an old rifle from the 1700s uh-huh. you know? yeah there were more people carrying in the huts than there were <laughs> coming in for free town so speaking of the huts like i yeah. i loved seeing the cousins i loved you know again oh, yeah. characters that we know and we love and we appreciate that for right. what they are um I, I don't think i don't think it's done with the huts i think you know oh no they, they left too easy yeah, they, they left far too easy like fuck we don't want to get involved with the pike syndicate but once the pike is out we're going to come back and challenge you for authority once again i mean because you know they're slugs what are they really going to do right i mean you can't get into a big fight like that you know <laughs> you, you can get taken out with a chain from a bikini you're, you're dead <laughs> yeah you know what reading the comments here dave lesko says that the pigs didn't look right they were too tall and I think that's a good point. I didn't mind them being more svelte, but they they were a little tall. Yeah, and like they're supposed to be much more squatty than yeah. that. Yeah, you know that's that a good point. <clears throat> that was kind of like they'd been stretched out. Maybe maybe Jabba had gotten mad at them. <laughs> just put them on the rack. And put them on the rack and yeah. stretched them out a bit, and it just stuck. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, because yeah. they they look very uh, pliable. Yeah. You know? The last character I want to talk about is yeah. Danny Trail. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so he's in for maybe two episodes. Again, four minutes of screen time, but he is the Rancor trainer. Right. I don't think... I have two theories on this, talking about you know your, your soap opera-ish thingies. <laughs> I have two theories. I think, one, we are going to see more of him. You know, I know I Rodriguez so. is you know a big part of the Star oh, yeah. Wars stuff, so I'm not surprised to see Danny Trejo in it. But just in the way that he presented himself, it seemed like he knew more than he was letting on, especially with the Rancor. And... There's the whole idea that the Rancor bonds with the first person that it sees. So that Rancor, has he been blindfolded its entire life? 
I think so. And if so, how old is that Rancor? Because that Rancor it's looks not pretty supposed to be very old. Big. I think, yeah. Like it grew quick. I was going to say either grows quick or those things are born huge. I'm not sure which one, but probably born both. Huge. I mean, yeah, both. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so this thing is it's a puppy. Is that kind what's going of, on? Yeah. I I I honestly I feel like there's more to it. Like there was just the way that those scenes were done. Trejo just seemed like there was more to what he was saying. There was more subtext there. And maybe I'm reading more into it. And maybe I'm more right. hopeful that him being a badass character is going to be more into the future. But I, I, I don't know. Something about that just, it read a little iffy to me. So I'm curious to see if I'm right or wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's possible. Well, I mean, even I'm glad that we did get to see more, at least with the Rancor. Because one of the things that... Um, I, one of the things that, since we're talking about characters, like... Let's talk about characters that I felt like should have been in there more. And and one of the characters that we, the character people, and it's one of the biggest on the show that we haven't touched on, really, is the Tusken Raiders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am really let down that we didn't get any kind of callback then at the end with the Tusken Raiders. Now, I understand that they slaughtered his tribe his particular tribe. And I understand there's all different tribes, but I mean, all along through this whole show, they kept talking about like, we need more people. We're going to need more backup. If we're going to take on the Pike syndicate, blah, blah, blah. We're going to need more backup. And I kept thinking, Oh, the the fucking Tuscans are going to show up and there's going to be, and they're going to know that the word will have gotten around over time that they were slaughtered by, you know, and this and that. And Boba Fett had been part of them because he was, you know, he was part of them. He'd gone through the whole initiation and everything. And I really thought that the Tuscans were going to show up then at the end and that that would have been badass to see them actually battling against the Pikes, getting their own revenge for what happened to their people. And no, we 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 didn't get that. We got Grogu with, you know, sleep, you know, and 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 yeah, and the mods and, and the drunk people of Freetown and stuff like that. That's all we got. I was like, I felt like that was a little bit. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool, actually. A little bit of a letdown. What did you think about the whole Tuscan storyline and stuff? I would have liked to have seen it played out a little bit more. I, I, I again, and, and people in the the chats have been saying this too that the flashbacks pulled focus. I would have rather seen it done linearly. Um, I the whole the Tuscan Raiders that were in Book of Boba Fett seemed very different than the Tuscan Raiders of Star Wars: A New Hope. Very. Um, Which is cool, I thought. Yeah, yeah I did too. I I got the vibe that they were kind of the outsiders, and that's probably why none of the others came. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, okay, fine, but but it I, would have been nice for the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing, where they all came together at the end right. for his right. funeral. To, but I mean, even if know? they were an outside tribe, I mean, it would they were still it was still their people. You know what I mean? It still could have shown some kind of unity. I, I don't know. I, I that's one of my biggest letdowns of that in terms of like characters and development and stuff is I you gave us this whole thing you showed us this whole it's just like what I loved about what didn't love but what I loved about Boba Fett of like oh we fleshed out this character that I feel didn't have any real flesh to him same with the Tusken Raiders I mean they were nothing but the guys that went you know, straight, waving the straight their, line. You know, right. yeah, exactly. And yeah. They, yeah, they go. I, I enjoyed the, the flushing out of the characters of the Raiders. I thought yeah. that was fantastic. I mean, it gave them that human element that they didn't really have. It gave them that that sense of being more educated and more emotionally available than right. you really got in the first couple of movies, where it was just ah, run away. Yeah, run away, and all, you know? all we knew about them is that they killed the Shmi Skywalker and made them seem really vicious and horrible. And yeah. we come to find out, it's like no, there's 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 more. Yeah, 
There's more the, to them than they're that. more of like the native people of the land who are here before it was all desert. Just and leave all of them the that. fuck alone. Uh-huh. You'd be okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. One of the things I did like about that portion of the storyline, though, if I'm not mistaken, we finally got to see the Tashi station. I mean, isn't that, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean. Oh, dude, if we're going to get, yeah. I was one of the things I was going to bring up about favorite parts and stuff, but I'll just bring it up now yeah. as an aside. The fact that we got Cammy and, uh, and uh, what's his name, uh, Fixer, mm-hmm. who now, I don't, I don't know if all of you realize who those characters are. In that scene when Boba Fett goes to Tashi Station and he kicks all of those, uh, all those Klaatu bike rider guys' asses because there's those two humans that are in there that they start threatening, that is Cammy and Fixer. They are from the original Star Wars New Hope script and everything. They were even filmed, if anybody's seen the outtakes of that that have now come out on Blu-rays and things like that, that there was all these scenes with Luke with his friends from tattooing, like hanging out before he ever finds the droids and all that stuff. And that was those characters. And especially I, as a kid, I was a really, really big fan of the radio drama broadcasts. Did you know about that? I wasn't born in the 40s. You fucking asshole. I swear to God. <laughs> See what I got to deal with. Um, no, the radio drama broadcasts, they came out around 79, I think, something like that, 79, 80. And what they did was it was for like NPR radio type thing. They did these multiple hour radio broadcasts of Star Wars and they got like Mark Hamill's in it and like Anthony Daniels is in it. Like they got some of the actual cast and then the other characters like, you know, damn well, Harrison Ford wouldn't do it. So they got somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. But the radio broadcasts flesh out those movies, the original trilogy so much more. And part of that that you heard in there was all that story about Cammy and Fixer and hanging out at Tashi Station because that was Luke's hangout with all of them and everything. So to get to see that, that was such a fucking nerdgasm <laughs> Easter egg when I saw that. And I didn't see a lot of people online like freaking about it. But I was like, why is nobody freaking about this? That's fucking Cammy and Fixer. Like, that's, that is so fucking deep, man. That's super <laughs> deep. Original Star Wars deep deep fucking shit all nine inches all, all, all nine inches all, Star yeah, Wars foot long all, there was no Star Wars floppy there dude there, it was not floppy there was no floppy involved I was so excited about that and I was just really surprised I saw some people mention it like oh yeah that's cool and I at that point between that and all the people's complaints about it I that really signified to me that I'm like oh man I'm on a really different wavelength with all of this than a lot of these people I'm I'm I don't think I'm going to be on the same page with a lot of people when it comes to this. <laughs> but so hearing that from you and not knowing who those characters were, but assuming that there was some sort of a lore, they gave them enough screen time that they weren't just these throwaway characters. I mean, there was something that tied them in to something bigger. 
Yeah. Going back to my original complaint that Boba Fett wasn't the Boba Fett that I wanted and saying yeah. that I'm putting my trust into Favreau and his team to do that. You you can tell by something like that, that these are guys who genuinely appreciate the Star Wars lore and yeah. what they're doing and what they want to do with it. That while I as a fan may have my issues with it, the fact that they're putting in those little Easter eggs know, tells me that they know enough about the lore behind it to appreciate and to respect the fans who do do know those things yeah. that I'm willing to say, even though this season for me was meh, I'm sticking with it to see where else it's going to go. Right. Because it might redeem itself. Exactly. Exactly. It's got time. Fair um, enough. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. yeah. I can. Okay. Do you guys, we talked about the characters for quite a bit. Do you guys want to move on to like some of the CGI and the, the sound effects and those kind of things? Oh yeah. Well, those? yeah, that's, that's going to be one of that's, yeah, that's where I, that's where my criticism is going to come in. And I think some of Megan's is that as well. your least favorite part. Well, do you, do you I don't dive know. If, in first with I don't some know if them? I would call it least favorite part, but I mean, okay. it's 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 a criticism. Um, no, why don't you go ahead? You you lead us on this. Um, for CGI and sound, obviously the big go to is Skywalker. I mean, you saw Luke, but he it wasn't played by Mark Hamill. It right. was even played by a different character that played him at the end of Mando, Mando season right. two. Um, but none of Luke's dialogue was Mark Hamill's current recorded dialogue um they took all of the dialogue from all of the other movies all of the the holiday uh, specials those kind of things popped it into a computer and typed out what they wanted luke to say and it was used from old pieces which is why if you listen to it he had a weird cadence that yes. wasn't quite luke and it sounded off so uh, mark hamill had nothing nothing to do with Book of Boba Fett. Somebody right. else played him, they CGI'd his face on it, and then they went ahead and used old dialogue that had been recorded to create this character of Luke Skywalker. Now, as far as the character on screen, it was awesome to see again. It was awesome to see him training. It was yeah. awesome to see him do this stuff. But the fact that Mark Hamill had nothing to do with it whatsoever sits poorly with me. I, I, fair enough. Um, that part of it, I didn't know all that. I didn't, I didn't know either. how. It's very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that was how they created the voice thing. But it's, it helps me to know that. I'm glad you told us that because my one of my biggest complaints about the show is the audio in this. And now that I know that they did that, but it doesn't totally let them off the hook, unfortunately. But now that I know they did that and that was how they created the voice and stuff it makes a little bit more sense of why it didn't sound right to me because here's the thing i get it i know when we're watching these characters on screen whether it's luke or it's cad bane any of these characters where they have you know it's not a human face it's being done with some sort of cg cgi like you know thing making this character and then the talking you know a lot of people we're, we're criticizing once again the way Luke talked and the way he looked and they were saying, oh, it seems so fake. It seems so fake. I actually thought he looked pretty damn good. Yeah, overall. I thought he looked much better. Compared to we look, how he looked at the end of Mando season oh, two. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, worlds, worlds better. Yeah, Worlds yeah. better. However, I can understand why there was a problem. And here's the thing, and this is where I guess I'm getting technical, you know, musician nerd guy on it, stuff that I know this stuff. It is I do not like the way they mixed the the audio track for those CG characters like him and Cad Bane. Even Cad Bane, as great as his voice sounded, and that deep. It's funny to bring up 
Morgan Freeman because you think of Morgan Freeman as being like the voiceover guy and it you know in a commercial or in a trailer or something it's always that voiceover thing and that's what these guys sounded like and it has to do with the way it was mixed in the scenes where Ahsoka is talking to Luke Ahsoka is standing there talking and I'm sure her voice was still flown in like she went in and did overdubs, you know, because they they're not they very rarely are going to record the live vocal there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure she went in and did overdubs. But whatever they did when they mixed her voice, her voice sounds like she's standing there in that world out in the open air. There's there's an airiness. There sounds like a human being talking in open room. And, you know, so she's talking there like this and everything. And then Luke comes in and he's talking like this. And I'm like. There's like no, it's just like all the air in the room and everything. It's just like he's talking on like, you know, it sounds computer. It sounded, they didn't like make it sound airy enough and in the room enough. So you could just tell that he was not there and it, and it, and it takes you out of it. And they did the same thing as great as Cad Bane's tenor of his voices like how cool it was and sinister the way they did that too he's standing there in a blustery desert and when Cobb's yelling at him he sounds like he's talking you know you can hear him like shouting you get that idea that he's shouting over the wind and across a great distance of how you know 40 feet or whatever it is but then Cad Bane starts talking and it sounds like he's talking on a fucking microphone with a with a noise gate and in a in a in a in a vacuumless room and i'm like why mix it like that and i and I, so with the luke aspect knowing that all of that stuff is not pre-recorded ai put together stuff I get why it sounds that way. With Cad Bane, I just assumed it was part of that character. He is, it's the um, the respirator stuff in there. And no. like, it was that choice for that specifically to make him seem more menacing and in that moment rather than ambient. I, I get it, but I still feel like even when, let's, let's say, let's use an example. They did the same thing with, say, Darth Vader. I mean, Darth Vader's voice is put through that respirator thing. They do that whole, you know, to make it. But whenever Darth Vader talked, he sounded like he was in the fucking room with the other characters. You know what I mean? They still mixed it in a way where they added in just some ambient noise that the average person probably you wouldn't even consciously think about. But there was enough there to make it sound like he was there, Mm -hmm. you know, even though. His voice is totally flown in after the effect. It's not the guy you see on screen is David Prowse. It's not even the guy doing the voice. Mm -hmm. So it's all flown in. But they did it in such a way that it sounds believable. And the problem I'm having with this series and as a whole is anytime there was anything like that, the voices sound fake. They sound not again. I'm not talking about the effect on the voice. I'm talking about the way it's mixed. It's a mixing thing. Mm -hmm. And there was poor mixing done. On that, and on that same note, I feel like editing when it came to effects and scene editing and stuff was kind of wonky on this series. Well, I heard that with especially Luke. Yeah. Especially now knowing what you said, they had to choose their words they wanted to use very carefully, and they couldn't show his face half the time <laughs> because his that. mouth wouldn't make bugs. those and movements that didn't even bother i knew that's what they were doing that that's why they kept cutting away it was like oh that's too much and i know that being a tv show i get that they're limited they can't put the same kind of time and everything into it that they would if this was a full movie sure but it's still just 
took me out of it. It was unfortunate that right. that the decisions and the corners, it's because it's cutting corners is what it is. Well, and as far as that character goes, and Dave Lesko uh, points it out too, I mean, you get a younger actor, Sebastian Stan. I think we've all seen the meme where yeah. like you put Sebastian Stan's face on a young Mark Hamill, and it's pretty spot on. He could play that yeah. character really, really well. Um, I, I don't know why they're doing this with Luke to CGI him. I mean, we obviously had a very different Han Solo from you know the Solo movie. You put a younger actor into it, and maybe it's because that bombed. I think it is. I think it's because people reacted so poorly to well, Young Solo they that they're afraid to do that. They could also de-age them like they did in Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably I, costly I though. Love Mark Hamill, but I feel like trying to de-age him to that point is probably pretty tough. Like I don't know if they'd be able. <laughs> but to But then at least bring him in for his. Why not do his audio? I, that's what yeah. I, I don't understand that decision. How much money did you really save, or yeah. what what? What well, disagreement are you having with Hamill different. that you can't I know he's got a, like a rougher voice yeah, these days. But you can but easily de-age that much yeah, like I think you can. I, I, it just, no, I I, and that's why I didn't even know that's why they did that. So it makes even more sense to me that, that it sounds the way it does because they had to put it through that whole process. And that makes a lot of sense. I still don't approve, but it makes a lot of sense. One of the things that bothers me with CGI, and, and I've noticed it since I've been watching a lot more of the DVD extras on things, is that night scenes aren't shot at night. It's usually shot during the day, and then there's a filter that darkens them up or blues them or yeah. something like mm-hmm. that. And you could really tell in the desert scenes when Boba is first uh, captured by yeah. the Tusken Raiders that it wasn't shot at night. It was a day scene that they really just tried to darken it as much as they could. Right. And from somebody who is, I, you know, again, I, was, I went to film school. I went, you know, did TV and radio production Um, to see that it really pulls me out of it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also hate movies that are super dark for no reason to be dark. So just (laughs) trying to find that balance here. And I feel like this one, I don't know. I I felt like when we were watching all those night scenes with the Tusken Raiders, I, I didn't, I didn't care for the way that those were lit to be night scenes. I feel like they were trying to give too much focus to something and it was kind of pulling me out of it. And that's very nitpicky, very, very nitpicky. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, same thing with Grogu. Like there are times like the way that he would just hobble around, it was like the goofiness of this little character trying to walk or hobble, especially during the fight scene at the very, very end, like Grogu a couple times, he'd get thrown and he'd walk up and he'd like do that little hobble thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's just, it pulled me uh, my focus completely out of it. Cause he's a little too goofy sometimes. Well, <laughs> that's funny because see, that's, that's been one of my complaints. Like, uh, let's, let's just address the fucking 900 pound spinning elephant in the room, which is everybody making a big, cause I mean, I know we're nitpicking and stuff too. I mean, ultimately we enjoy it, but <clears throat> some of the things that people pick on, I'm like, Oh good God, really? I mean, the whole thing where everybody was like, Oh no, this show is garbage because the one mod spun around and <laughs> shot his shot his gun that way. When he was already facing that direction. When he was already facing that direction. Yeah, that was a little cheesy. I mean there was some choreography there, but I noticed it too. I'm like, Oh, it's kinda cool. I mean, I yeah, I was like everybody I noticed it. Yeah, sure I noticed it. But I see people that are just like, Oh my god. See, this just exemplifies what's wrong with this show and why it's so horrible and I'm like how different is that from Yoda, like doing eighty-seven flips to like <laughs> wave his lightsaber? <laughs> don't the even, same fucking don't thing. Don't even fucking get me started. No, it, that bothers the hell out of me. Like it's I so useless. Hate that. You know. I and that's what made me think of it when you were bringing up like the Grogu thing is because even that I'm like, so people think that that oh yeah that doesn't take you out of it at all. Whether it's Grogu or especially Yoda, mm-hmm. 
you know, flipping around doing all this goofy shit and everything. Like, oh, no, that's fine. I love that. But then we see one guy do a somewhat unnecessary show-offy spin shot, and it's like, nope, I'm done with this show. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, uh I, you could sit there and nitpick Star Wars to death in that regard because you could sit there. I mean, if you got any, you know, respectable like uh, uh, trainer of like, you know, how to like to battle with swords and all that kind of stuff, any any kind of sword play thing, they're going to look at a lot of the, the Jedi battles, especially that Yoda stuff and be like, yeah, that's 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 all goofy and wrong and unnecessary. It's Star Wars. You know, I'm not expecting this to be that that uh you know serious yeah or that smooth and accurate it's mm-hmm. like i don't know i i didn't you know i thought he was just showing off because because look at him he's the mod guy you know he's he like sitting he's, there with black christensen right yeah i was like why not show off i'm like Absolutely. look i'm a badass too look like at if me. i honestly in a gunfight <laughs> if i could do a flip like that and still hit my target without issue i'd Fuck fucking yeah. do that jump every time <laughs> yeah exactly. like lucas is doing the jump again you're such a poser <laughs> Right. Why, do you, well, why do you do that pose? Yeah, why are you always, every time you jump down, you always do that landing thing. You're such a poser. <laughs> I would be the poser. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about speed bikes? How do you guys feel about those? The Vespa things? Well, is it the Vespa things? And uh, Megan, because you, yeah. you had put a list together of some of the CGI stuff, and I know you had, you had speed bikes on there. I'm assuming it's you, you. The Vespa. Was it the Vespa? Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, that was you. That's did, what so, took me something. out of it. The Vespa was when took the Vespas you out? came into it. But then I can't remember who in our group mentioned that that was a kind of a callback to. Um, okay. Who created Star Wars? George Lucas. Thank you. Jesus. Oh, yeah, because he's me? all about hot he's rods all about and that. And, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool. So it kind of brought me back in. I mean, it, it didn't like permanently take me out. It just kind of like shocked me for a second. I was like, what is these colorful bikes? And well, it just seemed weird because they were looking for water. Well, How are like they taking good care of these? Over and, on the, on huh? the table. I feel like you just opened a gate with that. No, well, no, no. Well. I want to I know. <laughs> well, I, I well, actually. Yes, yeah, Scott says me. He's the one that brought it up. Oh, thank you, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, too. I remember watching that with you, and I also remember, and I agreed with you at the time. See, I didn't mind the Vespas because I, I, I kind of got the connection the there connection right away, the, the, the American graffitiness of it, you know, and everything. Um, but I think what added to the taking out of it was the editing the of, CGI, that, ugh, of that of that that chase going yeah of so that chase bad. they're going on through when they're riding them it was bad <laughs> that was some really bad Again, back CGI. to the editing right that's what I'm saying that was really bad and I remember both of us watching that and being like oh that looked horrible and probably just accentuated by the fact that we were watching these particularly colorful standout vehicles that were doing it too like there was there was one scene you i there's one scene in that chase when they're going through the town at night and everything where it almost seemed like they sped up the film it was like okay so that bothers me every single time they're on a speeder like that they take off and they're just gone right in a town that tiny you're going to hit somebody you're going to come up on this blind corner there's no way yeah there's no way that you would drive anything that fast in a town that tiny that bothered me every single freaking time yeah (laughs) and that's right i mean again a lot of this is nitpicky yeah that's very nitpicky but it was nothing that made me dislike the show as a whole yeah and even later on with those speed they didn't bother me after that Mm -hmm. i think it just kind of shocked me like oh 
what is See, this color from? We're in Tatooine. There's no color in yeah. Tatooine. Well, no, it's all I brown. Loved it because <laughs> but it after was, that was fine. It was like the throwback to Amidala's, you know, like her bright yellow and those kind of things. Because I, I, one of the things I loved about the prequels was that when you're watching, you know, episodes, episodes four, five, and six, everything is so run down. The X-wings, like the paint is patinaed, and everything yeah. is just. And then you go back 30 years before that, and everything was so bright, bright and all of that stuff. And I felt like that was a great callback to here we are, X amount of years after uh, the Empire has fallen. You've got heads on pikes. We can finally bring some of that back. We're not being as pushed down. And that's what I liked about the mods was that I felt like they were this group of characters that were bringing life back into right. this sandy little town that had been so run down that the bikes didn't bother me. I thought like the, you know, the eight mirrors on the thing. That was the only thing that was yeah, a little over I mean, the top. I, I, but I mean, I, I liked the fact that they brought the life back. Right. And yeah, I mean, it was the slowest. It was like, I don't know, it felt so terrible. And I think that, yeah, and I and that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I, I feel. I guess that goes back to Matt. It's like, they can't drive that fast. We're in town. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Still. And so I guess in that regard, it, <laughs> it made so it a little cheesy. bit more, it made it a little realistic, more realistic. I guess, but. but it it was, it unfortunately just accentuated those bikes and made them seem more mm-hmm. wonky, you yeah. know? We said they did hit a painting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when that happened, I turned to my wife and I'm like, it's like knocking over the cart. You're like driving through the, the plate of glass. Like there was yeah. something like like old school, like 80s chase about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, um, that whole sequence was was a little. Oh, corny. there were two characters that I forgot. I wanted to mention the, sure. the mayor's uh, uh, his. Oh, his uh, his his domo guy. Yeah, his, his domo guy. Like guy. he was such a great character i really appreciated how subtle his humor was in certain things i loved you know when he goes out to negotiate and he doesn't realize what he's going to read from boba and he's like his words not mine yeah, there yeah. was just something about him that he you could tell that he wanted to be that character wanted more from life than life was going to give him yeah and he was going to take every opportunity whoever that was to yeah. make it happen yeah. I, I just it was, a, it was a small throwaway character but i really really enjoyed him he was yeah he was the uh the tattooing equivalent of the the maitre d from uh ferris bueller yes you know? yes he was <laughs> and he's just like you are abe froman yeah and he's just like yes you know he's just so kind of like he's there to just be snivelly and uh-huh. and to just be like put down and yeah. walked on <laughs> and then lastly i I, com- I completely forgot about this but so uh boba fett's droid voiced by matt berry who oh, i dude. Love Matt Berry between what we do in the shadows and the IT crowd. If you guys are not familiar with who Matt Berry is. Oh, I very much uh, am. He, he's just one of my favorite actors just in the world. He's just very droll, uh, very yeah. great sense of humor. But the fact that, that he got to voice that droid every perfect. time he was on screen, I was like, oh, it's Matt Berry. That's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Because I never I never would have looked at because I mean, 88's been around since Return of the Jedi. You know, he was he was there in the he was the guy that was torturing the poor gonk power droid yeah. in, you know, uh, in Jedi and stuff. But I so I'm very familiar with that character. But. I I never would have imagined Matt Berry's voice on him, but now 
I will never not (laughs) be able to imagine like it was like whoever thought of that casting voice casting was a fucking genius. And for the very first episode, I was scrolling through IMDb as I'm watching just like the first 10 minutes of it. And I saw Matt Berry in there. I'm like, holy crap, who is he going to be in this? And like in a million years, I wouldn't have put him to the droid. But it was it was just absolutely perfect. I loved it. Bat. Yeah, exactly. Bat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that man, if you if you all haven't watched what we do in the show shadows that show is just absolutely amazing but anyway yeah and and then you know one last thing i want to bring up is uh a character that i like but i have mixed feelings about and stuff uh is pelimato Mm. you know (laughs) i i get it we need some we need some we they have to throw in the comedy element and stuff it's star wars it always has it i felt like it got to be a little bit much. I was fine with just watching her droids. I didn't care about her. Yeah. I, I do the love pit, the little the pit, droids. The pit <laughs> droids are funny. And I and, uh, and even just with D4. the pit droids, like when they stand up and like he smacks the other one on yeah. the head. He's like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Loved yeah, it. That, that, like, I, that kind of humor, like that Star Wars humor. Some of some of the stuff with Pelimato, it was like, okay, we're bringing her back into this. We got to keep dragging this out, huh? And I'm like, I, I don't need to picture her with a, with a Jawa. Yeah, I don't, and I no. posted that today. I'm like, I don't know if anybody else has pictured it, but I'm I'm not sure how that works. I don't know what Jawas look like <laughs> underneath those things. And in my mind, like I I stayed up one night, like I couldn't fall asleep, and that's that's what I thought of. Wow. Yeah, I, I couldn't fall terrible. asleep after that. It was horrible. <laughs> Carrie Ann said Matt's doppelganger. Oh yeah, yeah. She really thinks that Matt Berry is. There's a yeah, similarity. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Yeah, I love it, dude. That's oh Halloween. Oh, we we should. should do those characters. Oh, yeah. We should Nandor, totally yeah. fucking, oh my God. Oh, you could be Nadia. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you think we can get, do you think we can get Adam to be, uh, what's his face? Uh, <laughs> the energy vampire. Shut up, Colin Robinson. <laughs> yeah, Colin Robinson. Shut the fuck up, Colin Robinson. That'd be wonderful. Oh, uh, they were furry. Um, don't, carry oh, on, don't remind us. Yes, we don't please. need to picture <laughs> yeah. naked Jawas. Um, so characters Jennifer Beals dude okay the minute she was on the screen I'm like I know where I oh Jennifer Beals flash dance she's amazing and yeah to see w- her death scene like when that thing blew up she knew it was happening like that split second before everything went it yeah. was just that look of, that's a shame because she was pretty cool like yeah. I felt yeah. like she was like kind of cool like she there was yeah. you know and and you know I love the idea of her Running that whole cantina place, mm-hmm. it's a little little nod to B. Arthur running the cantina in uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, it is. I, 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 you, I, I do not doubt uh-huh. that that those guys that that made it. I do not doubt that they thought about that. Like, oh, we should have a, a female, you know, that's running the cantina. Mm-hmm. Like, total nod to B. Arthur yeah. and everything. Like, they, I come on. <laughs> They want so bad, everybody, Favreau and all of them, they've said it. They're like, any chance we get that we can tastefully slip in fucking holiday special reference stuff? Mm-hmm. And even even that, well, we'll get into something when we start talking about favorite stuff. Because there is another, there's a big throwback reference thing to the holiday special that came up in this show that I just, I get all grinny about. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love, love the fucking awful holiday special. I love it. But anyway, so... Oh. So we got some more comments. What does he say? Uh, reminded me. Oh, yeah. That Peli model reminded her of, of Joe Pesci and Lethal Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. functions in that similar uh-huh. similar uh-huh. kind of uh, context. Uh, Dave says, come on. 
that Thorian as the mayor was awesome. Yeah, yeah. with the translator the thing. The translator thing was cool. I appreciated the translator. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was pretty cool. You know, it's a bummer to me because I didn't like seeing that have to happen because I one of my favorite figures and even again, talk about how we did in the day where these characters had no story, but we made something yeah. out of it. Hammerhead was my Hammerhead, favorite. Hammerhead, yeah. I loved Hammerhead. I loved that figure. I've still got a vintage one on the card and everything. And yeah, so I was That bummed. was one of the most unique characters that they've created, like visually. Yeah. Like visually. It was between him and great. Akbar. Like you, you could there were human aspects to it, but it was still so very different. Yeah. So it, it, but so it was cool to see them actually use him, you know, use that character in a way. It's just a bummer that he was such a little dickhead, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hated to see him hang but he, but he deserved it. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Um, what else is there to talk about? Do we want to just like get into like our fr- our favorite parts and least favorite parts kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. All right, Meg. What's your fit? What was your favorite parts of this? My favorite part was the very end when Boba Fett rode in on his Rancor. Right. That was so fucking amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. I did <laughs> not. It, like, I, didn't, I didn't see he, it coming. I didn't either. Mm. No, I totally forgot about the fucking yeah, Rancor. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> See? I was like, uh, where the fuck's he going? Who's he going to go get? I don't understand who's left. Yeah. And then it showed him like over the buildings. Uh-huh. Like, oh, oh, is that what I think it is? Uh-huh. And then it showed it over the top. And it's like, oh, it's yeah. the Rancor. It was great because it was like some King Kong. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Coming up yeah, on the like, building oh, and really? stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was And awesome. then he puts his head down and there's fucking Boba Fett. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, that was badass. Yeah. yeah. Loved yeah. it. Uh-huh. I Loved it. I agree with you totally. Um. I know. Um. I just yeah. want to put some people complained about him bringing the Rancor and using that to beat everything up and kill everything. Right. Because they thought, I was like, well, if he just went and got a slave one, he could just boom, 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 everything's mm-hmm. done, dead, mm-hmm. done, we're good, walk away. But again, back to this whole thing, yeah. A, if he brought in the slave one, he would have annihilated everything in the town, not just what he wanted. So there had been collateral damage. And B, the whole time he's been trying to. What? No. I love that you did one and then B. That was great. <laughs> one B don't, and next. And don't judge me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep going. No. Keep going. Keep going. Don't pick and out you. Of this. We're totally off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking told him. <laughs> That's great. And Rama Numeral two. Okay. <laughs> he needed to. The whole time went over the townspeople and he was the one in charge and bringing in that raincore that he had control of that thing did that for him mm-hmm. and gained him that respect that he'd been trying to get all this time. So he's mm-hmm. Vito Corleone. Yeah. Bringing through the end. It's like yeah. he, he picked his timing and he was going to fuck people up, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to get his own hands bloody anymore. He's got people for that nice. or raincore. And he's I, got a rancor for that. Yeah. Easy, yeah, and I also think that um, kind of goes along, like, yeah, what you were saying, what you were saying, Matt, is I feel like, you know, just like we're trying to ride speeder bikes through the town and all that kind of stuff and everything. Yeah, I, I feel like it would have been way too destructive to try and fly the Slave One into there and what it would have done. Slave One is, I mean, yeah, I know he shot that speeder bike gang in the desert. That's that's, that's one different. thing. Mm-hmm. That's open desert. But actually flying into the town and trying to shoot with those cannons, it's not like they're fucking sharpshooters. I mean, that would have fucked a lot of shit up. Absolutely. And and 
and those uh, Scorponek droids or whatever, the, their destroyer yeah, they droids. They would just destroyed it. They, those watched, things were, yeah, so they could have easily just gone, you know, and yep. he wasn't about to do that. But that leads me into one of the things that I was talking about. So, Your favorite part? Well, yeah, because, Ish. yeah, one of my favorite parts is because when they brought in the whole, the Rancor and Danny Trejo and stuff, and then as soon as, uh, you know, Boba was like, I want to ride it. You know, and everything, and he's like, well, really, he's gonna, you know, this thing is so huge, and he's like, I've done it before, and I'm like, you fucking right, you did it before, you did it in the goddamn holiday special, the first time, because the first time you ever see, the first time you ever see Boba Fett, ever, in, uh, you know, in any way, even before the figure was shipped to all of us, is he was in the animated sequence that Nelvana, whoever it was, the company that did it for uh, the holiday special, there's that whole like 10 minute or 15 minute or whatever animated cartoon in the middle. One of the only redeeming things about the holiday special was that cartoon. <laughs> and that's when they introduced Boba Fett to the world. And he's riding on a giant like dinosaur creature thing. And that's what he fucking did, man. He rode that thing like a champ. That's that's how all of us that first got introduced to Boba Fett. He was riding on this big creature. So when he made that comment like oh, I've rode bigger, I'm like. Fuck yes, you did. <laughs> that that like made my fucking it made my hair my hairs are standing on end now. I'm like fuck yeah, you did, man. I felt like five years old again watching that <laughs> watching that cartoon for the first time. Yeah, that's fucking super fucking cool, <laughs> man. I was so so I was really bummed because I thought we weren't gonna get it. You know, he made that comment like oh, I wrote. It. I thought maybe it was just gonna be a throwaway. So when they brought that in and he actually rode the fucking thing into town, I was like so yes. Cool. <laughs> Awesome. The only thing he was missing was his old gun that he used to have with that tuning fork looking end on it and stuff. And oh, but otherwise, man, that was some serious. Again, I love the deep geek throwback stuff like that. <laughs> so that was one of my one of my favorite parts. Matt, what about you? If you had to pick favorite? Um, I, I absolutely love the, the train heist scene. Oh, I love that the speeder train was really cool. I love yes. that, you know, that 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 uh, um uh, the levitation, you know, works on other vehicles. I'm glad that we got to kind of see it yeah. in that aspect of it. Um, I, I loved everything from, you know, them trying to shoot the train down to Boba going to the station to get, you know, to beat the shit out of the guys to get their speeder bikes, to right. coming back to training them, jumping back and forth. There was, in in my mind, that sequence of... Of, of scenes just kind of showing the train the montage we need a montage and they gave <laughs> yeah. us a great montage with that um but to completely derailing the train and um kind of setting the storyline for the spice aspect of it because it, it what I loved about it was the action aspects of it. You know, there were so many throwbacks to other train heists and things like that that were great. I loved, you know, the um uh, the fighting on the top of it. I loved at one point there was the like for me, you know, it's not a good train fight unless somebody gets knocked off the head and knocked right, on the head and knocked right. off. And you you gave me one of those. That was great in there. <laughs> um, but one of the other things that I liked about it is that in the movies themselves, you know, there's talk of spice and how it's the drug that kind of runs throughout yes. the galaxy. Um, that, you know, Han Solo has been a spice runner from time to time. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's run through these things, but they've never really delved into what spice was. And uh, the, one of the things that I really liked about Book of Boba Fett was the backstory of that, about the drug syndicates and how it moves from planet to planet and takes over and things like that. So I really appreciated that. Here's, here's this mention of this drug that we've heard through all the movies that you're finally seeing front and center what it is and what we haven't really seen what it does, but what it is and how there's money and power to be made from it. Yep. I loved that. And that was another 
parallel I drew between The Godfather and Book of Boba Fett because that was a big part of uh, the story of The Godfather is that uh, these other family, the Cold Crime Syndicate, wanted very much to start bringing the drugs in through the town, through New York or whatever, and the godfather Vito Corleone was against it. He said, nope, this is no good for us. This is not, you know, they, we can't start letting these guys run these drugs through here and everything. And, you know, and Vito stood up against it and paid the price in a lot of ways. For there, Again, it was just one more detail. There's so many details in this that paralleled the godfather. They, it could not have been a, a coincidence. They had to have done that by design. And, even going back to again, one of my my favorite characters is Cobb, and I love that even his scene with the the syndicate when they come in, and you know he shoots them, and he's like, "I'm keeping you alive so you can go back and yeah, send that a message." Yeah, that's cool, man. And you know he's like, "But you're leaving the spice here." And for a second, I'm like, "Ooh, is he going to do something he's with this? Take it, going to take it, sell it." Yeah, I was curious. I'm like, "Where is he going to go?" Because the way that they've written Cobb Vance so far is that you know he could really kind of go both ways. Like he's, he's a little gritty. Yeah, yeah, he's a little gritty, but he kind of rides the line of you know we could sell this and do good things for the town. And if he did a bad thing for a good reason, I could see his character doing that right. very easily. The means and, justify the end. Exactly. Kind of but the fact that he just kicks it over and lets the you know the wind take it away, knowing what the value is, it solidified to me how much more I really liked that character. That he's so, a good person. Yes. He cares about his town yes. and the people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's not willing to do a bad thing for a good reason. He's doing, and a then good that thing. paralleled him and Boba at that point because they that's don't why know Boba each other. wanted to be better. Yeah, yeah exactly. He wanted yeah. to be like Van. And I'll but, give you that. I, like you said, for Boba, it's what I've what I've built up in my head is not what played out on screen. And I think most people agree there, there's with you. that. I need to rectify that with myself. No, I I I, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I think most, this. <laughs> like I said, obviously we've seen even just in the chat, most people tend to agree with you on that. I like I said, unfortunately, and we'll get into that when we get into least favorite parts and stuff. You know that there. I think there's reasons for that. But uh, speaking for me, favorite parts, man, gosh, uh, yeah, the uh, like I said, the Tuscan stuff, I loved. At first, I wasn't digging it. I was like, okay, oh, this, fuck that little kid. <laughs> that little asshole kid and everything. But but then later it's, you know what I mean? Especially where it went with him uh, learning so much from them and really learning how to fight in that way. And and you could see that there was honor there and stuff. I, I know Dave he saved his life in the end. Yeah, it did. And I know Dave said he didn't like that there were nice Tuscans and stuff like that. I don't know if I would call them nice. I think they were just supposed to be... Uh, it was just a different way, you know what I mean? I mean, they were. St- I mean, they still fucking cad- kidnapped the guy, you know. They were still holding him <laughs> as a prisoner and all this stuff, and they weren't exactly nice Tuscans, you know what I mean? But they just weren't. Maybe they were not quite as savage. There was there was a little bit, you know, even aspects of that whole part of the story and Boba Fett. There was a little bit Carradine kung fu in ish in mm-hmm. there, you know, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that aspect. I love the train stuff. Um, uh, gosh, uh, what else did I love? Like I said, I loved Fennec. I loved the Rancor. I loved that they brought in the Rancor. I loved all the deep, deep dive nuggets of nerdness that <laughs> I geeked out on. And like, and yeah, for me, I loved that Boba Fett went somewhere totally unexpected. I was ready for that. I was ready for unexpected because I was not wanting on Boba Fett to just be what everybody and even me included expected Boba Fett to be because I'm like I'm good I've got Mando I've got I've got that you know like I don't know I loved seeing Ahsoka Tano again I'm really excited to see more of Ahsoka what they're going to do with her I'm I'm anxious for them to get 
to her series and get mm-hmm. more of that because there's a lot of unanswered questions about Ahsoka and all various... three of us need to watch finish Rebels. Yes, exactly, we yes, we you know, so we know what the hell's going on. Yeah, there. because there's a ton. All that stuff He's with... going after Ezra and yeah. Thrawn, and we got introduced to so much stuff, especially in season two of Mando with Ahsoka mm-hmm. with Bo-Katan, all that. That's all Rebels shit. So, um, yeah, I so I, homework. I'm excited to see that again. But uh, let's get in real quick into the least favorite parts. So we already talked about my one. Yeah, with that the I bikes had the issues, and stuff, yeah. Um, that, that chase scene, mostly. Right. So I'm going to go with, the poor Banthas kept getting shot. <laughs> like, move! There's a Bantha, he's going to get shot, no! Yeah, I agree. I was so upset. Yeah, that was a bummer. So... So Lear's like, yeah, that was that was that was yeah, sad. Such a bummer. Anyway, <laughs> 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 the uh, the thing that I liked least was okay, again, Boba Fett climbed out of the Sarlacc pit in his armor. Uh, how much did he really not remember that you flew in with your armor, you climbed out with your armor, your armor was taken from you, you got better, you decide you need to fly your ship to look into the Sarlacc pit, which is fucking stupid. It's a Sarlacc. Why, you don't well, think it's dead. Okay, he, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I took it that he was doing that because I don't think he thought the Sarlacc was alive. I think that's why he did that. But, but even if it wasn't alive, he climbed out wearing it. Why did he think he lost it in there? There was never any point in the series did it say, I don't remember. How did I get here? Yeah, no, if that's they would have said, even with that one line, for him to say, where, where, where did my suit go? They never address that. Suddenly he thinks it's back in the pit, even though he climbed out with it. That seemed vague. Yeah, I agree. Totally. totally. And and, and because of that, you know, okay, so the Sarlacc, you may not know it's alive, but always treat it like a loaded gun. Don't look down the barrel of a gun. Assume it's loaded. Assume the Sarlacc is still alive. I mean, if it wasn't for, again, Fennec saved his ass once again with the bomb. Great way for the Sarlacc to finally die and for him to finally kind of give the fuck you to the Sarlacc. But... That was the part that I wanted a little bit more exposition on because of how important that suit was. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And again, it goes back to what we were saying before. I feel like there was stuff that they zipped through and stuff was too nebulous. Some stuff just taken too much for granted. Like just I would take for granted that people aren't going to care or they'll understand or whatever. And, and I and clearly they didn't, you know, even just the timeline of it. So I didn't get it either. I didn't it didn't bother me that bad, but it bothered me nonetheless, you know, like, again, saying like, well, because even just, yeah, there was no way of knowing. It's like, how long was he supposed to be in that Sarlacc pit? And how the fuck did he live for so long like right. that? Now, you know? I appreciate at least the fact that the material that and I forget the name of it, that the 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 suits are made out of. Um, Beskar. Beskar, thank you. Yeah. The, the Beskar was what protecting him. protected him from the acid that was dissolving him from the Sarlacc. Got but, that. But the other thing that bothered me is that the Beskar only covered his face and his torso. His legs should have been dissolved, right. possibly parts of his arm. Again, it's a suspension of disbelief that I'm, again, okay with, but... I don't know. There was no. there was too much. Again, I, I realized that they had written it into Mando that the suit right. you know, had gotten to Cobb at some point. So we need to show that it was taken from him right. to the Jawas. I get that. Right. But give me that one line of what happened to my suit? Where did it go? Well, yeah. and it, yeah. It's I, especially I, frustrating when all it takes is one line mm-hmm. to fix it. Yeah. I complain about that. Yeah. All the time. All He's always the saying time. No, Not and, just you know, with Star Wars. Tuscan Raiders. Movie. All you need to do in response is, wow, cool. Yeah. Okay. 
on to the next part. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. And I just feel like it was too nebulous. That That is one of my, I'll go along with this least favorite parts of this is that, and I brought it up earlier, so I won't stay on it too long, is the idea of the whole beginning of it, of his story from getting out of the Sarlacc pit on through the Jawas taking his armor on through him being found by the Tuscans, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that's all just too nebulous in terms of how long that was supposed to have taken. Because we know, like I said, if it's lining up with Mandalorian, which it is, we know that we know that there's years that went by, but the way it plays out on the show, it seems like it's only maybe months or yeah, something like yeah, that, that, you know? And so that, that lines up really awkwardly. And I'm, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if you really thought this through enough and you, it's hard to believe they wouldn't think something like that through. But my point is if they did think it through, then just give us a line or a thing on screen, you know, several years later, whatever. Yeah, it would have been good that, cause that fucking little kid that took credit for everything, have him be grown. Mm-hmm. There we go. Right, right. Easy as that. It's like, okay, now he's going off, he's a man. Right, exactly. Now we know it's been years. Yeah, I- exactly. So we've got some comments. But him going back to the Sarlacc, that made me think that he didn't remember anything about him coming out of the Sarlacc. He obviously didn't remember that the Jawa took it. Exactly. Right. But the point is, is that they could have given us just a one or two lines at most of exposition to let yeah, us know Again, that. something as simple as, I don't remember how I got here. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And then, like I said, so then here's probably the most controversial thing I've already hinted at is that my least favorite part of, of this uh, season was the Mandalorian. Not him and himself, but I just am like, mm-hmm. why? Why are we doing? If you're going to do this, just give us a fucking Mandalorian season. Absolutely. And furthermore, my least, least favorite part of that is really so... We had all that built. We had two seasons, two seasons of him saving this kid, right? <laughs> and the whole thing of got to get him back to his people, his kind. He's got. He's a Jedi. He's going to be a Jedi. Got to get him back to the Jedi. Get him. Get him back to the Jedi. And within two episodes, we basically now have, as far as I can tell, thrown all that away because Grogu has now gone back to Mando. And he's passed up on, you know, being a a Padawan and all this stuff so that he can travel around again with Mando on their hijinks across the galaxy. And I'm just like, oh, really? Like, we're really like, I know people are like, no, I didn't want to see Mando and, and Grogu split up. Okay, I get that. And I think anybody knew enough to know that that wasn't going to be a permanent situation but i thought maybe at the very least it's something that would come back around at the end of season three of of mandalorian maybe mando would have to go off on his own adventures for a while and have more stuff and then at the end you know the big finale at the end of season three is all grogu's back for Mm -hmm. you know whatever like something like that but again this goes back to what i said earlier about that they have this problem with making a thing and sticking with it mm-hmm. you know we was so emotional the end of mandalorian season two was so emotional and ama- one of the possible top five greatest moments in all of star wars fandom was that scene at the end of mm-hmm. when luke shows up to get grogu and all that it was so amazing and in two episodes of not even a fucking mandalorian series in two episodes you just threw it away it's just, it's just like, oh, yeah, no, he's not going to be a Padawan after all. It's like, 
what? Well, he's got to get back out there and, like I said, have the hijinks and eat more frogs and tap on the window with his little ball thing. And I'm like, uh, I I feel like that was a fucking commercial cop out. I feel like that was a fucking cop out, probably from the higher ups at Disney who said, get Grogu <laughs> back in here as quick as possible, you motherfuckers, because we are making money hand over fist on the whole Grogu thing. We need him in there. No, he can't be off screen. He can't be gone for a whole season or two. Get him back there. People want Mando and Grogu. We're going to give it to him. Doesn't matter if we're upsetting what the plan is. I feel like that was a commercial fucking cop out and that like literally made me mad when i saw that i knew he was coming you know by the end of that episode when luke was making him choose i was like oh fuck i see where this is going you know or even if they made it even if they would have done something where grogu came back and mando was like oh you're back you came back to me and then it was like no this was his, you saved him, this you helped him, this pass. is Grogu, Luke's come, you know, Luke shows up there and is like, Grogu had to come back and do this for you and help you and say a proper goodbye. That would have been really emotional and amazing to do it that way. Mm-hmm. But instead it's just like, nope, we're right back at it, folks. More hijinks coming up next year. <laughs> like, ugh. <laughs> One of the... <sighs> I was I was actually having a conversation with yeah. uh, with Javier today on the uh, on the in the geeking um, squad the geeking squad thank yeah. you um, and, and I had mentioned that you know the whole choice of do you want Yoda's lightsaber or you know would you rather have you know best Mando's car. you know best car yeah uh, chainmail thing and um, Javier had actually made a point and he said you know um, I hate the the. Uh, that they made him choose. It was a dick move on Luke's part, yes. especially since he knows how it feels to choose. His dad was forced to choose as well, and that's what led to the downfall. And I said, I hadn't really thought of it from that point of view. To which he said, if you remember in The Last Jedi, Yoda basically hints at the fact that the Jedi made some mistakes, and that's why they burn all the books at the end of the movie, because right. the Jedi went Gotta down this path. Yeah. yeah, to me. And I feel like this, if we're looking to where the last three prequels go of the how sequels, you know yeah. the, the sequels you know thank you because yeah. that's what happened when they yeah. came after <laughs> right um but even with um um kylo ren kylo ren see i names are evading me today thank yeah. you mm-hmm. but kylo ren and luke you know that that path that luke went down with kylo i feel like what's happening here with grogu and that whole choose give up what you love by giving up what you love it does take you down to the dark side. And I wonder if they're going to play that up a little bit that, um, you know, where Grogu is going to go to comes from some of that. So I am, well, well, I do agree with you 100% to bring him back this quickly, make that part of the next season. I didn't need those two Mando episodes in there. I would have rather had two more Boba Fett episodes, but again, trusting where they're going to go. I'm willing to let that go for the time being. I hope so. Yeah, I know everybody was up in arms. Like, I can't believe Luke made him choose. I can't believe it. And that, again, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, well, he hasn't have it, even had Kylo Ren yet. And he does the same thing to him. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't he do it to Grogu, who's his yeah. first student? Yeah. Luke has Of course he yet. fucking did yeah. it to him. Yeah. Too. Yeah, right. And I, somebody else made a good point that they in the flashback, when Luke's like looking through Grogu's eyes and they're fighting in um, the school mm-hmm. and... I wonder if Grogu associates the Jedi's and stuff like that with bad because of Order 66. Why would you not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So why enough. wouldn't he choose the chainmail over being a Jedi? Because right. to him, mm-hmm. in his mind, 
and it's all coming back to him now. Like Luke said, he's like, I think I'm awakening something in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck no, I ain't checking the choosing Jedi. Yeah. I'm choosing the Beskar yeah. and Mando who took care of me. I don't blame them for the eventual idea that you just it's too soon for you it's too mm-hmm. soon it's just like killing chewbacca in rise of skywalker and then three minutes later being like uh-huh. nope he's just alive he's here. it's like there's so much they could have mando could have had so much more development of his character mm-hmm. and 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 everything and then we could have eventually occasionally dropped in with finding grogu going through all his training and, and stuff and then coming around to yeah maybe coming to that realization that he is not cut out to be a padawan it just all seemed very just thrown in there like we got to hurry up and get it set it back up we got to hurry up we got to i mean they even ended the Cobb vance scene notwithstanding they even ended with we got to get that feel good scene of grogu and mando you know taking off and woo and everything and i'm like it just feels like that's a command from up above of you know got to get make make the the kitties and the family and everybody feel good and realize that like hey if for anybody that was turned off and was freaked out and isn't going to want to watch the next season of the Mandalorian cuz you think Grogu's not going to be there anymore we got gotcha. you he's going to be right there with them in his little bubble thing which i mean that was that wasn't a fucking giveaway right when when <laughs> Pelimato made him that ship and had that little bubble with, of course. you know it's like oh gee i wonder who's going to be sitting in that but mm-hmm. i knew that was going to happen eventually but like man like let let us build it up, you know? Don't just make me blow my wad within 90 seconds, man. <laughs> Fuck. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation because yeah. you you took two episodes away from giving me more of what I wanted from Boba yes. to shoehorn in yes. these two pieces about Mandalorian to yes. get Grogu back. And again, just to have listened to how that went down and who argued for and against it, I'd be very curious. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree because I feel like if they wouldn't have taken all that time away from the Boba story and they would have plotted it out a little bit differently, then I think maybe some, at least some of the complaints that some of you guys have about what they did with Boba and where it went, I think some of it might have been put across in a way that would have seemed more, you know, pliable to you you know what i mean you would have felt like like oh, okay this is different than what i expected but i can see how it got there mm-hmm. and that seems to be your biggest complaint is you're like i don't see how he got there right mm-hmm. that's exactly it exactly yeah. so same with cad bane yeah he's like I, what are you doing well speaking of cad <laughs> what are you bane, doing here what about what about predictions where do you think that's gonna go <sighs> yeah I like I said, I think Cad Bane's coming back. I don't. I don't know. Here's my question for you guys, and here's a big prediction that I want to put to you guys. Do you think there's a season two of Boba Fett coming? Because I don't think there is. I don't think there is. I don't. What other story is there to tell unless the right. Pike come back? Um, but no, I don't. I don't need a, a second season. I don't need another no. story to be told with this. If it. If it comes in with like Mando and you know, he comes back on the planet. We get an episode or two. Mm-hmm. I am cool with that. But I, I personally, I don't, I don't need one. I don't think we're going to see another one. No. Yeah. If sure. I, if my theory, like comparing it to the Bible, then it's done. The book is both. That's done. We can move on to the next chapter. But yeah. Fennec, I don't think like Fennec Shand, I don't, I, I'd like to see more of her. Like if she got her own season, I'd watch the shit out of that. I have a feeling we're going to see some of these. Uh, I think we're going to see, 
Fennec. I think we're going to see Cobb Vanth. I think we're going to see Cad Bane. I think we're going to see them. I just don't know if we're going to see them in a season two of the book of Boba Fett. I think that they're going to factor into other shows, whether it's Mandalorian season three or it's going to be in Ahsoka or, you know what I mean? So because there's other shows, they're still perspectively going to make and everything and stuff. They're going to tie in movies. Even they're talking about, I think we'll get touches of them, but I don't think we're going to see. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to get like season two where now we see how Moss Suspa is going with him. I, and I, and I, especially because of the way this was received so mixed Mm -hmm. and so much negativity from a lot of the fan base. I, they're, they're so reactionary anymore on both sides that I think that Disney's going to be like, okay, no, 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 we're not going to do that now. I'm kind of bummed that a lot of speculation we and like us nerds we never learn we never <laughs> gonna want division it again yeah exactly <laughs> like with wandavision and mephisto and all that stuff we never learn like they're not going to do what you want them to do so just don't even speculate on it just like me with the tuscans coming in at the end but the one thing that a lot of people brought up and i was like that would be really cool was people were like well who's the pike they're obviously this big syndicate that are running the spice you know who's involved with the spice well we go back to the solo movie and we've got characters like Kira, mm-hmm. you know, who took over from uh, Dryden Voss and all that kind of stuff and everything. Uh, there were people that were speculating a much older Kira was going to come into play. And it turned out that she was the one that was like, because that was another thing. And that's an interesting little question is when they're talking about your favorite, when they're talking about the huts, right. And, Fennec brings up the point like, yeah, we can't just kill these huts, you know, because we we don't have to answer to somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, who would they have to answer to? And, right. they, and they never tell you that. So I was thinking it was going to be, well, who did that used to be? Well, if you remember back in Solo, it was Dryden Voss. He was like the one you would have to answer to mm-hmm. if you did that. kind. He was the head of the whole thing. So knowing that last we heard of that, it was Kira. Like, how cool would it be to tie it in with the Solo movie? Mm-hmm. But nope, they, they just let that go. And I'm like, damn, that's a shame because... I loved Solo. I thought that movie was great. People shadow oh, I loved it, it. I, for I, no I, reason. Yeah. You know, so... That's a bummer. I prediction wise, um, most of my predictions have nothing to do with Book of Boba Fett. It's where I okay. think Mando and the rest of the story right. is going to go. Fair I mean, enough. To to give the flashback for you know Order Six Sixty Six with you know with Grogu to hint at that. How how did he get away from that? There there's so many questions that I have yeah. with that. I mean, he wasn't slaughtered during it, obviously. You know, what did he right. do? How did that happen? I think we're going to see a little bit more diving into. Uh, Grogu's growth into the Jedi that he will become. Right. Um, I, I'm also very curious to see, uh, you know, with, again, going back to the idea of that ship, uh, the idea of where Mando's character is going to go, it's his evolution isn't, I don't think, going to be so much that bounty hunter anymore, that work for right. hire. I think, you know, even for for the Boba Fett aspect, when he's like, this one's on the house. I mean, for him to do that, it wasn't money-oriented. This is the first time in the Mando series, we've seen him do something not to further his story along somewhere. He was actually stepping in to help somebody else out. And I really enjoyed that. I'm very curious to see where that's going to go in the next season of Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, we loved the Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, we talked about it a lot on on this (laughs) channel and 
I'm definitely eager to see where it goes. I just, they've already kind of let me down a little bit because the things I had built up in my head where I thought it might go, they've already changed that just in these two episodes. The whole mm-hmm. thing with him being cast out by the armor right. and uh, what's his name? Paz Vizla and stuff, them casting him out and him and, you know, and then, like I said, now the kid being back and everything. And I'm like, oh, shit. I was really, really hoping there was going to be more with with that and maybe him being sort of like torn between two worlds where on one hand he's got the armor and their whole sect there this is the way sect of you know and him kind of trying to be true to that but then the Bo-Katan side of things where it's like no we're we're there we consider ourselves very much Mandalorians but we're just not like these super like kind of you know uh, religious-y type mm-hmm. ones and everything, and him sort of trying to tie together that two worlds because he's the one with the fucking dark sword, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, God, and then the whole dark sword thing, we didn't even get into any of that. I mean, there's just, but again, uh, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of theories about that, and um, I'm curious to see where it goes, but yeah. yeah well, speaking of the dark saber. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a way out there theory for oh, you. No. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that I heard. I was like, this Let's, is curious. No, that's awesome. Let's end on a way out there <laughs> way theory. Way out there. All right. Megan. I already lost Dave Lesko a long time ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am curious to see, building off both of you guys, really, is that Dinjarin is not worthy, I guess to say, of right. the Darksaber. And that's why it's so hard for him to handle. Yeah. He's having a hard time keeping control of it. It's too heavy for him. Yeah. Even though he's practiced, 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 it's still too much for him. So I'm curious to see if this all builds up to, because Grogu was a Padawan and he's a youngling. Okay. From both worlds. Okay. So him, it's all coming together and maybe somebody ends up either taking the uh, Darksaber from Din Djarin. Yeah, I could see that. Or, you know, maybe um, maybe Thrawn comes into this at some point yeah. and he wins it in battle or um, the armorer and her big ass dude, because it was originally yeah, from his family. His yeah. So he feels like it's his. Maybe he finally comes in and says, nope, it's mine. I'm taking it. I'm battling you again because you're not one of us anymore anyway. And then somehow Grogu comes into it and beats the shit out of whoever has it. And he then rightfully has it. So he's the one that brings peace and everything to it between the Jedis and the Mandalorians or it might be create total chaos I don't know <laughs> well because okay it wasn't the darks wasn't the dark saber wasn't it created by a Jedi who was a Mandalorian as well right uh, that's what made me think like, oh that's interesting because it's like pre-Vizla it's like or whatever it was back to its roots it's like you talk about who it actually belongs to and that's the problem. It actually, them, be- yeah, it actually belongs to not just a Mandalorian, but it belongs to a Jedi. And there are no more Mandalorian Jedis, mm-hmm. but technically, since he's a foundling, he would be a Mandalorian Jedi. Right. It's, it's, it's. Yes, I got him back. It's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. All right. That wasn't so out there the, after all. And that at least would make it more like viable for me why they brought Grogu, Grogu back, back into now. the story and everything so he's got some fucking purpose than just eating frogs right. and needing to be rescued all the At time. At the same time, what I liked about where the Darksaber is going is that Din Djarin obviously doesn't want it. Like, he, he no. doesn't want the responsibility. No. He doesn't. He already tried to give it away. Right. Like here. 
book yeah. down here. But the idea that I like about that is the people that do want it want it for the power that they want it for the wrong it. reasons. Yes, and you've got a guy here who doesn't want it. And if you've you know if you learn anything from any movie you've ever seen, the guy that doesn't want the thing is the perfect guy to have the thing. Yeah, that's you know? true. So I, I appreciate that right now he has got it. You know, uh, but I, I'm. Again, where you had taken that wasn't where I'd considered that at all. And I'm really curious to see if that pans out that way. Because like, cool. he didn't like take four Yoda's years, lightsaber. Like three seasons later, we're going to be like, Megan, you were fucking right and you yeah. redeemed yourself for Oscar. <laughs> Did you say 40 Motherfucker, years? Motherfucker, God damn it. <laughs> when we're in the old folks' home, we're right? like, God damn it, Megan, you got it right. Yeah, Dave Lesko says here, yep, Grogu is going to be a Mandalorian and he will wield the Darksaber. Yes, Megan, you won me back. <laughs> no, it's a that's a great fucking theory. I mean, I lose because... everybody in the beginning and get them back at the end. <laughs> Every time Every they're time. out, they pull me back in. <laughs> One more Godfather reference for you. No, this was a lot of fun, man, talking it about was. this and, and everything. I mean, to me, the best Star Wars stuff or just the, any of the best geeky stuff is when we can geek out on about a uh, geek out about it i mean i can go back and look at old star wars stuff and there's things that could be nitpicked or things that never sat right with me or whatever you know but overall i fucking enjoy this i'm so grateful we get this it's amazing we live in a time when we have the mandalorian and book of boba fett right? for christ's sakes like, i would have never thought we would have gotten this i mean no. when when disney acquired lucas's library i was pissed because the fucker <laughs> sold out yep They've they've won me over, and I totally trust them with with, with you know with the TV shows anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, with with, with Favreau has taken this seriously. It's won my heart. I'm I'm good. Like I said, even the mess stuff that I was met about, there were so many things that outweighed that. So many good things that came sure. from this, and so many stories that can be told, and so many great characters that I got to meet. I I love it. I absolutely like. I said it's met in the story that I wanted, but I love the story right. that I got. And we're right. hopeful for the future. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If anything, this set up things for the future and yeah, and kind of, and I get it. They kind of had to get it in a way. I feel like Book of Boba Fett had to exist because we introduced, we brought Boba Fett back. Now we've got a lot of explaining to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I think they had to do this to sort of, in a way, they almost had to do this show to get Boba Fett out of the way mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't interfere with mandalorian and stuff if you think about it though that way if if this is going to be a one-off season yeah which as much as i'd like to think it will be because the way it was received most likely it won't be there will probably be a second season that they'll figure out a way to make it work but how how, in my mind okay so you brought boba fett back in mandalorian and we were all like holy fuck boba fett's back this is awesome what's gonna happen with it now and now you watch the season of boba fett where i'm like "Eh, if i don't get another one i'm not i'm not heartbroken by that so you got him out of the way but it seems like such a wasted effort to make it the point to bring him back in and get us super excited in mandalorian to say "Eh, we gave him one season that's really all we want let's get him out of the way to tell the rest of the story it seems like star wars is the king that franchise is the king of wasted opportunities mm-hmm. i mean they are they they they've had boba fett was a prime example of it back in the original series i mean everybody kids everybody was so excited about boba fett like i told the story earlier and what did they do with him almost nothing mm-hmm. you know it was cool for us because then we had all our imagination and expanded universe stuff that people made up that wasn't official that was great but ultimately it was wasted opportunity i mean star wars is 
infamous for having wasted opportunity mm -hmm. with characters and possible ways they could have gone. So I guess maybe that's why I'm a little numb to it because I'm just like, ah, well, you know, that's that's par for the course. Yeah. At least I got to see some cool stuff. I love Tamir, Tamir Morrison. I thought I have no problems with him being mm -hmm. Boba Fett. I, I love that. I love most of the casting they did with this show and everything. So I said, on the whole, it's a win-win for me. Now the real key is going to be where they go from here if they're not going to do a season two or if they are whatever they're going to do where they're going to go and how they're going to use this as a launching pad you know i hated iron man 3 you know i have no use for that movie it's got its moments but on the whole like if i never see iron man 3 again i'm like fucking good you know and that's but, how you feel about book of boba fett no but what i was going to say is but iron man 3 had elements in there that were essential to setting up where Marvel went after that. And so for that reason, at least in the, at the very least, I acknowledge Iron Man three needed to exist and was worthy to exist. I feel stronger for book of Boba Fett than I did for Iron Man three big, big time. I loved, I really loved most of book of Boba Fett, but I'm saying at the very least, depending on what they do with what they presented here and where they launch off from here and do with some of this at the very least, if we get some good stuff that, you know, the nebulous, of that. yeah, that the nebulous was presented here in book of Boba Fett, then at the very least it made book of Boba Fett worthy to exist. All right. So as it stands, Megan, if you were like scale of one to 10, one being meh and 10 being this fucking rock, where would you put book of Boba Fett? Uh, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Larry? Um, I would give it probably um, an eight. Hmm. And I followed about like a six, maybe 6.5. Fair enough. Like it's, again, I, I liked I it for what that. it was. I liked it, liked it, but I didn't go where I wanted it to go. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I get that. Just wait till we do the show that I want to do where we have to rank the five uh, Disney plus Marvel series we've gotten so far. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we've talked. We've hmm. been talking about it for a while, but it was just me and her. But because Vito wasn't interested, so we might want to do something. Because we've got Let's bring it back. We've got Moon Knight coming up pretty soon. Yeah. So yeah, we might want to do do a five and rank that. Because I have a feeling, just even just talking to you, I have a feeling our picks are going to be very different. So yes. But Sweet. this has been this has been fun. Yeah, people yep. coming in with their ranking <laughs> seven point five. I have a feeling that's going to be. I think a lot of people are going to be in that. That's they're going to terrible. They're yeah. going to be in between the the six and eight or the mm -hmm. five and eight kind of area. Like wow. not horrible, but not like mind numbingly amazing mm -hmm. kind of thing. Where like honestly, for me, season two of Mando, that's a good like eight and a half nine for me. Like that, yeah, that checked yes. all the boxes that I, I wanted. And again, you're right. That ending when you want to talk about not only one of the best endings in a star wars film but like as far as tv shows go yeah like yeah yeah i, Just, I, I wish i wish uh, that i was a part of the geeking poetic thing yeah. there's so many things i want to talk about with that that uh, are completely irrelevant now yeah but, but maybe in the next mando it will be but yeah, maybe perhaps. when mando comes it up yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it'll be like my oscar where i can finally talk about it even though it's already passed Anyway, nice <laughs> to talk to you guys. Bye. Fuck Matt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, in all seriousness, uh, thank you everybody for joining us on this. Uh, as always, this will be for those that, you know, that didn't get, if you came in, you didn't get the entire conversation and you didn't, you missed part of it or you want to go, this is all going to be available on our YouTube channel to watch and listen to again. I'm going to upload the audio onto our uh Podbean, uh, so it'll be on Spotify. It'll be it'll be on iTunes. It'll be everywhere that you can pretty much download 
uh, podcast so you can listen to this. And um, yeah, we encourage all of you to join us in the Geeking Squad on Facebook. That's our little our little corner of the uh, of the interwebs where <laughs> we like to talk geeky stuff. No politics, no religion, nothing controversial. Than, you know, other than we don't get more <laughs> controversial than who shot first. You know, Han Solo or Greedo. It's so you know. Join us in there. We we'd love to hear more thoughts on on what you think of not only of Book of Boba Fett, but where you think it's going to go, because that's really up in the air. <laughs> And um, yeah, we'll be back soon. I don't know what we have. We've I don't know what we've got planned next. We got some things up in the air. We've got some things up our our sleeve, up our sleeve of wizards. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be up that sleeve. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just stay away from that sleeve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you and good. Night. <laughs> you got that reference, and it's like, oh boy, talk about ending on a high note there. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, we'll be back soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys.